Welcome, friends, lovers, and enemies to Schnozcast, episode 132 for Friday, July 16th, 2021. This is Bob, joined by Nick Bader, Todd Dillon, and soon to come, Mr. Corey Selesky. Kids, thank you for joining us. Nick, how are you, sir? Oh, I've had better weeks. <laughs> we can get into that later. Todd, how are you, buddy? Mighty. <laughs> and he is mighty. Mighty. All right, so if you are new, thank God you're here. and You found the Schnozcast. Uh, you can see us here every weekend. Uh, and if my math is right, uh, next weekend should be 133. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the meantime... Uh, we have new episodes, two uh, episodes that just dropped. Well, not new, but uh, audio, high-def audio recordings of previous uh, episodes that we did live on Facebook uh, a few weeks back that just dropped on social media, which you can find on iTunes, Podbean, Spotify, Stitcher, Amazon Music, Pandora, Audible, Spotify, and anywhere else you can get a podcast. You can also follow us on social media on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube at Schnozcast. And don't forget to email us with all of your questions, concerns, and requests for advice at schnozcast at gmail.com. That's S-C-H-N-O-Z-Cast. Or you can please text or call us at 618-SHOCKER. Shocker line. Always open. All right, so housekeeping out of the way. Um, who wants to start with how shitty their week was? Uh, can we Can we first start as to... Uh why we're not next to a pool. Oh, uh, who says we're not next to a pool? <laughs> we're not. I mean, maybe we were a little earlier. The camera, there's water and there was. Yeah. So, uh, if you don't live in the area and you're, uh, and you're dry now, uh, it has been raining like cats and dogs all day long in, uh, in Metro Detroit area. The plan was to go over to, uh, the house of, uh, one of our, um, connections through the hosts on the show. And broadcast from their beautiful backyard, but it was just not to be. Beautiful Island Escape, one of our dedicated listeners, is yeah. out of town, and they were letting us go over and enjoy. I never know whether those listeners want us to drop their name or not. Like, or can uh, they go ahead if you if they don't care? Uh, no, you know, uh, he's not on Facebook, and and okay. I mean it's it's no big deal. But uh, when we go there, we'll we'll announce that. Because uh, we eventually will go there. If if you guys remember correctly, uh, yeah, I believe it was episode twenty five, um, which we because um, I know like, you all. It was listened. like twenty eight years ago. I know you all listened to episode twenty five. If you haven't, it's an amazing episode. It's the one and only so far poolside episode. We actually took um, took a page out of twenty five's book from the artwork I did back then. Uh, if you can imagine, we're at one thirty two now. Um, it was a long time ago, and we did it at. Um, at Corey's mom's place, um, poolside, sunset, and it was awesome. So um, if – I know we said rain or shine, um, but we didn't we – didn't <laughs> Did s- we say that? We did, but we did not uh, We did not say monsoon season. And I, I still would have probably uh, taken us over there um, because they have a giant um, metal arbor. Um, That's with, what you want. With like a 15-foot bar. With and all your electronic equipment, a big metal arbor. No, no, it's it potential co- lightning. It, it's all remote controlled and it covers, so you can be completely covered from the rain. And uh, it's all well, right. well lit outside and has a, a big, you know, ten person bar. It's all granite countertops. I mean, it's beautiful. But, but, um, I had some a lot of problems <laughs> at my house this week, yeah. and uh, that just would not be responsible for me to leave 
water in the basement, water leaking out of the sink, water leaking from the ceiling. Um, and I've been dealing with that all day. Um, so it, it, we're, we're just going to postpone the, the pool side. We'll save the artwork yeah. and do it for did your time. Did your truck die? My truck? Yeah. No. Did you lose your dog? No, but I can start singing if you want me to. Wait, did you? I was going to say you needed one more calamity for a great country song. <laughs> yeah, uh, Corey was was a problem for one of the leaks, uh, so I may be losing my friend. So that could give you the uh, four count you want. No, he seemed uh, uh, fairly um, apologetic upon hearing the news. Yeah, I mean, what else can you do? What did he stop a hole in your roof? <laughs> uh, yeah, Something which like which that. one of those problems did he? We don't have to go into it if you want to go into it. Oh, he plugged the toilet. No, he uh, no, he's been um, yeah. constantly dumping his chew spit down my drain, um, and he uh, thinks and he thinks by flipping the garbage disposal that it just turns it into air and it shoots it out into space. Um, and so weeks now of solo cups full of basically dirt, like. Uh, water. If you took water, dirt, and manure and mixed it in some, mixed it all together, and then once or twice a week poured it down your kitchen drain, you have to imagine that at some point it's just going to back up in the trap, and yep. and the pipes are going to start leaking and falling. And so the good part about that was, um, is that I got to, I don't even like to see when he does it, um. And a lot of times I have to clean it up, like, because he leaves the cup of, like, gelatinous Glob. spit. Gelatinous spit just sitting for, for days. And then when I find it somewhere, then I have to th- dispose of it. And uh, But his new thing is just dumping it down the drain. So luckily for me, um, all his spit and all his chew from weeks um, leaked all over my kitchen floor, um, uh. sopped, sopped down the backboards of the kitchen, dripped down into my washer and dryer. Um, and that, that's actually happened twice this week. Because I cleaned <laughs> yeah, it. I cleaned cl- it once. I cleaned it up after he left last time. And then on the day we had a monsoon in in uh, the area uh, with the crazy flood warnings for everybody, it happened again. Yep. And I finally realized when I saw Grizzly seeping out of all the crevices of each pipe, I realized what the problem was. Are you kidding me? He chews shitty chew too? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yep. Grizzly? Did, hold on. Did did you Come think on. did you think that Corey chewed the most expensive chew that you can buy? Yeah, right. I thought that's chew that you could buy. Executive, oh, yeah. The executive or, version or Copenhagen? <laughs> no, wow. nope. And he's no. a he's a fine cut kind of guy. So oh my God. so it gets everywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was well, was disgusting. I have some ideas on how you can exact a little friendly revenge. Swing, 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 Todd. Mm-hmm. You might hit a home run here. So, so tell him not the not the port. I thought you bought him a spittoon. Yeah, that that, that's the crazy part uh, for anybody who's watching podcast. If you uh, anytime you'd see Corey on the camera, there's a big goddamn spittoon that I bought for him that is sitting right in front of him that he's not using. But here's here's the thing: is he's using a vessel. It, the spittoon just allows him, and the cup allows him to spit and, spit and spit and spit and spit and spit. So now you have a you have about four inches of sludge, and then at the end of the night, he takes that sludge and dumps it into my kitchen. No, sink. no, no. Back when he's using no, the no, spittoon, he was dumping it in the backyard. And yeah, yeah, you got to keep it. Yeah, and I then s- you mail it to him. I saw him a couple. <laughs> I saw him a couple times dump it down the kitchen sink. He would rinse it out and do that. Oh, so man. Yeah. yeah, he just and he does Jeez. it downstairs too. So. 
you know, like I'm going to let him know tonight. And, you know, I said accidents happen, man. He he clearly was not malicious doing it. Um, but I'm going to let him know, you know, if, if it happens again, you know, yeah. when the plumber comes out, because I'm going to have to take those pipes apart already. Well, plus any any self-respecting chewer chews and spits in an old, Milwa- old or Milwaukee's best Milwaukee's bottle. Milwaukee's best bottle, yep. And then spills it all over themselves when they take it back to the store <laughs> to return it. Or the couch at the house that they're living. One of the yes. two. <laughs> yes. You pack it in, you pack it out. <laughs> yeah, so for, for me, uh, my daughter's appendix ruptured last uh, last weekend. Uh, right after the, the podcast that we did, uh, I left Nick's house at like two o'clock in the morning and uh, was woken up at five and was up for the rest of the day. Um, and <laughs> two she, o'clock. Uh, Might have been roughly. Might have been a little later. Roughly. <laughs> approximately two o'clock in the morning. But uh, yeah, so she, she's been in the hospital for the better part of a week. And, uh, you know, that plus, you know, everything else that's going on just kind of adds to your worry and your stress. So Todd, if you've got something else that uh, you were dealing with, is making your week that we could make it a, make it a trifecta. Dude, my, my, my woes pale in comparison, man. I got a new puppy keeping me happy and I got an asshole at work just being an asshole. Assholes being assholes. <laughs> oh no, Todd, <laughs> Todd, Shh, the beast walks among us. <laughs> I just heard the back door chime and here he comes. <laughs> so so yeah so so co- co-workers driving you nuts yeah just the, the 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 normal you know workman's blues people uh people doing shit for no good reason and uh, uh i don't know if they're trying to make names for themselves but mm-hmm. uh, this too shall pass yeah um yeah not, not much else i could say about that but uh so to bring this to bring the mood up a little bit so tonight we're going to try to get into a little booze news, a little 90-second sports, some, uh, one of Nick's uh, patented existential questions, uh, and then round out the second half with uh, Funko and Gentleman's Agreement and Pick of the Week. So uh, let's let's jump into that first first part. And now it's time for booze news. <laughs> so uh, we haven't done booze news in a while, but uh, this week I, I had to do it because uh, I somehow stumbled upon this. McCormick... Todd, I know you're intimately familiar with McCormick, the maker of uh, the spice season, maker. He makes season salt. Absolutely, oh, yeah. absolutely. Don't they also make the um, uh, what's the the steak seasoning? Montreal, Montreal, Montreal. Yeah. yeah. So they are hiring, and uh, there is a there is a, an absolutely legitimate job description that's available online, and anybody can re- can apply for it. And it and the title is the director of taco relations. Yeah, that's right. boy, I'm listening. <laughs> so the overview overview says, and by the way, we're not sponsored in any way by, by McCormick, but I know many, many, many people, some of whom I've sent this to directly, <laughs> that would qualify for this job and might consi- might legitimately consider quitting their current job to apply for this one. Do you, do you eat tacos like it's your true calling? Now it really can be. McCormick is on the lookout for its first ever director of taco relations, and they're calling all taco fanatics to submit. Calling all tacos. As the director of taco relations, you will be McCormick's resident consulting taco expert. You will be the official eyes and ears for all things tacos. You'll have the opportunity to work with the McCormick Kitchens team to develop innovative and delicious taco recipes, travel across the country in search of the latest taco trends, dialogue with other like-minded taco connoisseurs across social media, 
and be in on the latest street taco seasoning mixes developed by the McCormick Innovation Lab. Holy fuck, Todd. Yeah, boy. Given the problems that you were having with your coworkers, have you you might give some serious thought to you and you know, fuck all yeah. that. So here's you know what I really like it. The only thing is I don't think that the, the my, my big thing is burritos. So it, it, while they got a, if they had a burrito liaison, then uh, I'd already be uh, uh, <laughs> so submitting my Would you be, my you'd be sitting at the in the boardroom at the end? <laughs> anybody have any yes, Mr. Dillon? I haven't heard anybody mention burritos this entire meeting. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> I know I'm the director of taco relations, but I feel exactly. like you're missing in a key brotherly ingredient that a brotherly co- you know, product that I should be really in charge of. And I don't see a director of burrito relations here. Exactly. I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm a burrito snob, like, but I'll eat any. I like the Doritos Locos Nachos taco from uh, from Taco Bell. So I'm, I, I love a taco. Love one. Love them. Yeah, but uh, I am not a. I don't think I'm, I'm director level. But for burritos, dude, I'm VP of freaking burrito relations. Dude, I've never felt <laughs> so close to a job title than that one that you just read. <laughs> burrito I just, relations? No, oh, I just taco? yeah, I just want to get on the phone and be like, "Hey, how you doing, sir? This is uh, this is Nick from uh, McCormick. Taco Nick. I'm, I'm the director of taco relations. Um, do you have a, do you have a minute to talk?" I just want to be able to say that. Hello? Hello? Yeah. <laughs> hello, hello? So you will advise, Nick Bader, and collaborate with the McCormick Creative and Social Teams on how to creatively celebrate taco-themed moments, such as National Taco Day, National Margarita Day, and make sure nobody ever fucking misses a Taco Tuesday. You'll mm-hmm. additionally develop engaging taco content, taco content, for social media to help taco lovers across the country answer hard-hitting taco questions, such as... Which are better, hard shell or soft shell? Hard. <laughs> no. <laughs> Give me a fucking break. Is there a way to turn any dish into a taco? Yes. I make upside down tacos. <laughs> I didn't know this disgusting. was a, like questions for Todd, but it's, I love that it is. How taco spice flavors can be used outside of a taco? That's actually Hell not, yeah. That's the horrible question. No. It's not worded right. And what does the future of tacos look like, Todd? He's it the director like of burrito relations. Why do you keep asking? He's answering every burritos. question. It's because he's Todd. Because he's constantly hungry and he wants to eat everyone's first bite. Do you not understand that? Sorry, Corey. That, I, didn't, I didn't have the jackery and I thought you were going to bring a thing. That is that is Todd. I think we need that light, though. Ah, no one cares. <laughs> if you guys could just see on his tippies. I, I, trying to I reach. fucked with the natural order of things because I didn't bring the Jackery and I expected Corey was going to have a power bank, which I'm sure he does. It's just in a pocket in his bag that he didn't. It, as far as that. everyone listening right now, they're they're like, yeah, I forgot to bring the flippity flop. He, yeah, they his, don't have any idea what the fuck brain, you're talking about. He's going, that fucking Bob. And in my brain, I'm going, sorry, man. <laughs> Actually, I'm saying that a lot. And in my brain, I'm going, we don't talk to people off camera. <laughs> right. So the responsibilities, okay, the bullet list of what you'd have to do, Nick Bader. Uh, first, keep tabs on taco trends, trolling TikTok, partaking in virtual calls to learn more about unique taco offerings from taco ch- chiefs, chefs across the country. Chiefs. <laughs> chiefs. Okay, now I want to be chief? that. <laughs> taco chief? Oh, dude, I'd be so pissed if I was the director of taco relations and all of a sudden they made you taco chief. Would you rather yeah. be taco chief or taco chef? No, I don't want to be either. I want to be the director of taco relations. Okay. I like it. Uh, I can make it happen. 
Yeah. You, you'd share these findings with the McCormick team to keep everyone tacoing about tacos. Oh, God. Taste test and consult on inspirational and approachable taco recipes incorporating McCormick's taco seasoning, ensuring tacos aren't just eaten on Tuesdays by getting creative with ways to use McCormick taco seasoning that go beyond classic tacos. Dude, I already have an idea. What is it? So you blend up the, the taco seasoning very fine if it's a coarser seasoning, and you toss it with popcorn, and you have taco popcorn. There you go. That's already one. So if you're listening, McCormick. <laughs> Just off the top of your head. If you're listening, McCormick, I have a wealth of knowledge when it comes to tacos and food. So give me a call He's at 618-SHOCKER. <laughs> well, you, or you can bake a, bake a potato, split that, a little bit of butter, and taco seasoning. Damn good stuff. Oh. I think what I would do, I would probably bake the potato um, or or accordion bake the potato with a little bit of olive oil, salt, and pepper. Hold on. I'm not a chef. What does accordion bake mean? So, like, if you were to if you were to slice other, like, Hasselback potatoes, basically, is what they're What's called. a Hasselback potato? It's the same thing. So, basically, you thin, thinly you thinly <laughs> slice. He doesn't know what either one I'm is. trying to explain it, but uh, apparently you don't want to hear the answer, no, no, I, so. So if you take that a potato, talking, take a, I know, but you take a potato long ways, okay, and you slice it vertically, mm-hmm. very thin to make, but not all the way to the bottom. Like you could put down a, a skewer or something to where the knife's not going to hit the bottom, and basically it makes like a like a, a fan or a blue tater, yeah, okay, like a fan or an accordion, and then you brush either butter or salt and pepper in between the folds, and you bake it, and Ooh. it it kind of caramelizes um, the edges. So if you did it that way, like Hasselback, and then you whipped up some, I would do like, uh, like a, almost like a remoulade. So like sour cream, some lime juice, cilantro, and taco seasoning mixed together. Naturally. And then drape it over the top. And then you got the crispiness of the bacon and the caramelization with the Dude, taco. that's what I said. No, you didn't. <laughs> I did. Put some you butter on get it to that. and put some you taco, taco seasoning popcorn. on top. There, there I go. said taco oh, popcorn. <laughs> I brought up the potato, and I was just getting ready to expand upon it, and, and I, you stole my idea. And, and, I, and then I made it to where people could actually eat it. Look, it seems like there's going to be some competition for this job, so you're going to have to what try is competition? to you know, rat fuck each other into getting the, the role of the director of taco relations. Yeah, I, I'll I think, be the assistant to the director. I, because, <laughs> again, I have my eyes on the burrito prize. Not not the assistant director, but the assistant to the director of taco relations. <laughs> exactly. I think next weekend we should do like Hasselback taco potatoes. But but in, in my mind it's it's kinda like what when when Dave Chappelle uh was was playing uh what's his face? Um with Charlie Murphy, the skit he was playing uh Prince? No, he wasn't playing Prince. He was playing um Super Freak. Rick James. Rick James. <laughs> he was on Charlie Murphy's white couch with his shoes that had dirt all over it. And he's he's like, and then he went up on my couch and he's like, fuck your couch, motherfucker. Y'all got enough money. You got enough money. So that's my mindset for Todd. Like, fuck you, Todd. You got enough money. I want this job. <laughs> uh, let's see what else here. Um, develop content, including videos for a Taco Tuesday series on McCormick's social media pages. So you'd have to be Mr. Taco Tuesday on social media. Uh, highlight the latest taco trends to help fans master recipes at home. I assume that means you'd have to create taco recipes and post them on social media. Uh, showcase tips and tricks and answer consumers' questions, such as how taco toppings can help expand one's taco repertoire and what toppings aren't on tacos but should be. I think well, you're going to spend you all day ta- on social media. 
Absolutely. You'll put a little taco seasoning on your lady. She'll like that. <laughs> the mouth is just not working fast. <laughs> no, enough. it's not. <laughs> My brain is firing on all cylinders, but the mouth is not cooperating. On social media. On social media. <laughs> Do you, are you starting to get like uh, a touch of Bell's palsy? No, that's when you see one side of the mouth droop. Right, but that would probably impair your speech a little bit. Uh, yeah, but that would be easily recognizable. You'd be like, oh, of course he can't talk. Look at him. <laughs> yeah. That's not the case here. Stroking out a little. You would be able to visit the McCormick HQ in Hunt Valley, Maryland to become familiar with the team, have taco immersion sessions. I don't know what that means, but it sounds awesome. Swimming in tacos. And be provided with an assortment of ta- McCormick taco seasoning and other McCormick products. So you get a bunch of swag. You get to post McCormick-approved taco content on your own personal social media channels and provide other taco-related services as requested by McCormick. So you're basically going to be the McCormick taco bitch. Huh. Hey, but, hey, Nick. Sir. This is a great competition idea. I think you and I should should do our own <laughs> video resume for this job. I think you should. I, let, I let think me, we should both me, apply for this Let me gig. go on, and you're going to tell me whether or not it's still a good idea because this may change your mind. So the terms and requirements of this job. It is a part-time limited engagement lasting up to four months. Execution of an independent contract agreement will be required. You must be 21 and older and a resident of the United States. Uh, Open to all experience levels. A previous taco job is not a prerequisite to submit, just a deep love of tacos. So I think you guys are good. Yeah. Excellent storytelling skills, including through video and social media. Dude. You guys are probably both. This is going to be a fucking battle royale. You must possess a teamwork mentality. Uh... Nick, I think you might be fucked. Yeah, I'm not a great team player. Uh, available to sign a contract by the end of August 2021 and work up to 20 hours per week, September through December of this year. Ability to, ability to work remotely and attend virtual meetings. Ability to travel uh, to McCormick HQ in Maryland and other taco locations, who knows where those are, in the U.S. approximately 10% of the time. Valid driver's license, clean driving record, background check and drug screening consistent with applicable check. laws. I have a feeling there's going to be a taco truck that needs to be driven. Um, deadline to submit is July 20th. So you guys got f- three days. Oh my God. <laughs> exactly. For the video resume. You can submit it at, um, www.mccormick.com slash director of taco relations payment, $25,000 a month, not to exceed $100,000. I like it. Uh, submission requirements, uh, your video, <laughs> you do have to do a video. You have to. Develop and submit a creative video showcasing your personality and passion for tacos and why they should be the first, why you should be the first ever director of taco relations. Get creative. Oh, boy. Video highlights can include but are not limited to your go-to and out-of-the-box taco recipes, taco tips and tricks, and insights gleaned as a taco connoisseur, your favorite taco-themed trivia and fun facts, your applicable taco experiences, qualifications, and skill sets, your feelings on the perfect taco toppings, and most importantly, you should be able to answer the question, why is being McCormick's director of taco relations your dream gig? I can do it. Sh- should we, are, are you Are you guys serious? Because we could legitimately uh, give a recap and, and maybe show these videos on the podcast next weekend. Oh, I'm not showing any video. <laughs> are you going to do the video though? I'm going to be in the nude. <laughs> we can use Just those a taco fuzzy, on my lap. Those fuzzy boxes. We could use a use a fuzzy taco. I'm going to wrap. I'm going to too. I'm, I'm going to wrap <laughs> my Schwanz. I'm going to wrap my Schwanz in a tortilla. I I uh, that's fine. Don't nobody ever see that. Like you do every. Uh, uh, you won't see every it. Friday night. You won't see <laughs> it. There'll be enough stuff in the middle that you can't can't really tell what it is. 
Ladies and gentlemen, I apologize. I was uh, too busy trying to finish the director of Taco Relations breakdown, but uh, welcome Corey Slesky. Oh, podcast. hey. Oh, hey. There he is, finally, gracing us with his uh, chewy appearance. TT, Talos Tortoise. I never really got a chance to ask you either. Are you also interested in the director of Taco Relations? No. I mean, I like tacos, but I don't know if I relate to them yeah, that much. Yeah, that's all right. You're, you're out. You're, you're already out. Yeah. <laughs> you done. can't have a wishy-washy answer like that. Yeah. That's all I got for you. He, you if they had like a, <laughs> if they had if they had like an aquatic or maritime taco uh, director, he could you know in charge of all all things fish tacos, then Corey I think would be interested in that. You could be uh, assistant to the director uh, in charge of fish taco relations. Sir, I'm sorry, but we're yeah. gonna have to have a little bit more ingredients than just Gordon's fish sticks in the middle of tortillas. Ah, it's just the only one that matters. It's Gordon's. They're fucking delicious. Have you ever tried that? Who? Come on, dude. Seriously? Of course I have. (laughs) Please tell me you didn't put cheese on it. Yeah, cheese and coleslaw. (laughs) Coleslaw makes sense. Coleslaw makes sense. Remember, remember the old saying in the kitchen: "If it swims in the sea, please no cheese." It's the way it goes. <laughs> is that, that, is that what they say? That's what no. they say. Yes. The filet of fish has cheese on it. That's We're, not re- that's not really fucking seafood. I'm it's talking about it's also not cheese. If you, if, <laughs> right. you, if you go to a yeah, if you go to a restaurant, they're not like, "Oh, here's your lobster tail with uh, American on top of it," or "Here's your uh, cod with a little bit of fucking Swiss cheese." Oh. Like cod it, definitely needs cheese. No. And by the way, <laughs> no, it does. Hooters <laughs> also puts cheese on their sand. They're they're uh they're a grouper's cousin. Hold, hold on. Is is your go-to template uh, comparison Hooters? <laughs> I'm just making a point. Yeah, you really. can put cheese on fish. <laughs> especially, loosen, especially if it's mystery fish. Loosen, I'm just making a point. Loosen the purse strings a little, Todd. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. You ain't going to be fucking eating your Hooters next to your mountain and your waterfall. So <laughs> Maybe some gold-flecked chicken wings or something. That would uh, be a little bit more the speed I'm looking for, buddy. Oh, gold Schlager wings. Mmm. <laughs> you know how cinnamony that would be? <laughs> I, I lost. Gross. Any appetite I had is gone. <laughs> I was selling her for tacos. Yeah. But not anymore. Yeah. All right, Todd. There's only one way that you can make up for that. And we see him heading in that direction. The 20. He's going for 40. And it's 90 seconds sports. 90 Second Sports this, this week is brought to you by Gordon's Fish Sticks. <laughs> Useful right. in a taco. All right, Todd, you ready, buddy? With or without cheese. I am ready. Okay, this is about horse racing. I'm going to fucking scream. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> 90 Second Sports starts now. There is so much in sport to talk about. We have great finals going on. I wanted to talk about that because I was born in Milwaukee, so the Milwaukee Bucks winning would be a really cool thing. I think it'll probably kill my grandpa, but was going to talk about that. Then a buddy of mine tipped me to the fact that England was in the European Union uh, championship game for football, soccer, uh, for the first time since 1961, a chance to win the what would be the World Cup of Europe uh, versus Italy. Uh, and uh, they started out like gangbusters. And I was going to talk about, about it because I thought it was pretty cool. Italy hadn't been there since 68 or something like that or hadn't won it since 68. So this is a really big matchup for the countries. 
but it turned ugly in that uh, England lost, and the three guys who missed their penalty kicks during the overtime uh, were black guys, and then people were all racially mean to them. I was going to talk about that. But then I read this story today about a guy who should be the best and most likable golfer on the PGA Tour, Bryson DeChambeau, freaking the biggest hitter in golf right now, mash and drives 370 yards during competition. And this bitch went to Europe this week, and you know what he did? He drove like shit because you know what? When you're swinging you know, 200 miles per hour, bad shit's going to happen every now and again. And this guy, rather than owning his own shitty swings, Blamed his club manufacturer. And that was 90 Second Sports, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) Thank you, Mr. Dillon. That was fantastic. (laughs) Shambo. That was great, Todd. Todd, I forgot to ask, uh, what's your beer and your shot of the evening? I am uh, drinking a little Icicle Brewing, uh, local to Washington. Uh, Icicle Brewing uh, Hazy IPA. And my shot drink tonight is going to be a little Jim Beam peach. Ooh. Did you have that a couple weeks ago? I did not. I had uh, crown peach about a month ago. Oh, okay. That must have been it. Mm. All right, well, pour a little bit. Todd likes the peaches. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Peaches are for daddy. Daddy Todd likes the peaches. Daddy Todd likes the peaches. Most used emoji on my phone. Get some of that. Get some of that, uh, Daddy Daddy Todd Peach going because we're gonna do a shot here. I got my peach on. Um, we're just drinking Fireball. No, we have the answer. The answer is that Corey is an oppressive friend, and he started drinking this, and somehow he wrapped us up in his web of fucking drinks, and now we can't stop. That's why. So now we drink. Sorry. Yeah, we drink. We drink little shot glasses full of sugar, constantly. Yeah, that can't be good for anyone. We'll start rethinking this in the future, but for for now, it's it's fireball, and uh, you don't have to do that. You could drink whatever you want. Drink but coffee. Just, yeah, just join us. It's fine. No, it's uh, it's Friday night. It's time. Get yourself a shot. So, Todd, <laughs> lift him up. Cheers. Cheers. Machu Picchu. <laughs> he almost, Bob almost lost almost. it. Almost, you son of a bitch. So should we? Uh, should we talk about that? Uh, we will, but first. But first. Funko this. <laughs> Come on, Todd. <laughs> oh boy. Uh, Nick, are you able to bring up no uh, the <laughs> the what my secondary screen on the sensor? no no it shows up under sources uh, uh, display on Corey's MacBook Air yes okay we might lose everything he hold is, on guys hold on it's got a reluctant hold press, on press guys finger okay hold on hold on never done this before but let me see if I can make it work. Yeah. Oh, nice. Shazam. Look at that. Done. That's so masterful work there, sir. Thank you. This week's Funko This is a, a twofer, guys. Nice. Uh, it, I, have you ever shown us a two-pack? I, I have not, because this is actually the first one I have purchased. I've never seen I've, a two-pack. I didn't know they came in a two-pack. They do. Uh, just blew the back of my well, head clearly. right off. I'm so glad clearly. you said back of my head. <laughs> 
blew well, out it's my not, asshole. It's it's less entertaining if I just say my brain exploded. It's more like picturing it blowing out the back of my skull. That's, that's what we wanted to yeah, say. Yeah, that, that, that'd be great. Yeah. So, uh, Toby versus Michael, a two-pack. Uh, where's the where's the serial number? Number two. No, there's no. a two-pack. <laughs> <laughs> number two. <laughs> there I are mean, several they two all, packs. They like any good series. They number each and every one of them. I want it's got to be on the box somewhere. I'd be, I'd be interested. I'd have to check. I still have the the box form. So <laughs> otherwise, I'd say it's a massive fail by the pop television company. This is one of the early ones, though. Very oh, very early. It may, Office, uh, it may be the seven girl. second delay, but I still have not seen that go full screen yet. Uh, uh, it should. I just see drop downs on your laptop. <laughs> oh, you probably have the wrong screen. No, display one on Corey's MacBook Air. It should be display two. Oh. Oh. oh, oh, there's no display two. There's only display one. Hang so on. luckily, oh, luckily, you whatever just... you have on the <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. whatever you have on the pull down, everyone was just watching. I, so. I don't know what it was, but if you if you <laughs> saw something interesting there, you'd like to make a note of it. Texas at six one eight shocker. Please try, try it now. Please. <laughs> There's display two. And ask Corey why he had a subfolder called Naked Man Asses. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Not there's anything wrong with it. <laughs> I was going to say, you don't have any, to ask. It's pretty self-explanatory. Not that there's anything wrong with it. There was just a All uh, right. one folder called Joe. <laughs> <laughs> That's a subfolder under Naked Man Asses. All uh, right. So now, we get see, so now everybody who's watching us on Facebook Live can see Toby versus Michael. Uh, vinyl figurines. Figurines and vinyl. Figurines de vinyl. I'm sorry. Exactly. Pop television. Uh, so dare I ask if this completes your office collection? Oh, not even close. No, there are that dude. many? There's, Dude, there's so many. You know you got a wedding to save for, right? Yeah, the the, the pop buying has slowed down ever since vacation. Oh, I, would, no. I would hope that it would slow down to a absolute crawl because <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Maybe we could talk following this podcast uh, in the in the post post episode show or a series drinking session upstairs about how expensive a wedding is. So it's not going to stop because if we came across something that we actually needed and, and we've been looking for, we're obviously going to get it. We but needed it. Why? Why? Why would you say we'd well, obviously get it? No one asked you. Yeah, but you. Hey, have, oh, 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 why are you despairing, Mister Dillon? You also he's chiming in with nonsense over here. You also <laughs> have you also have to prepare. And set money aside for the drunken time that you may still continue to throw chew down my drain, and it costs five dollars for a plumber, five hundred dollars for a plumber. So if that, ha- I mean, wedding or not, I'm just saying. I thought you he was going to talk about the drunken time you'd have on your honeymoon, which is also going to cost you money. But he's now that's on top of what well, he this, just yeah, said. Yeah, this might be before this. Yeah, all three of these things. Yeah, Corey's going to have to go into witness the, protection. Uh, I so I've been where you were, a young man full of promise. Still, uh, you know, feel, a long time feel, ago. feeling very upbeat <laughs> and, uh, you know, excited about life. And you have, you're not married yet, but you're going to get there, buddy. And it's going to beat you into the ground. Corey, it's okay. Yeah. It's, you're going to get part of, It's part of life. Is this still Funko this? <laughs> no, I think you guys took that away a long time yeah, ago. Yeah, I'm sorry. So Funko this, Toby versus <laughs> Michael. <laughs> Because I just have Corey on the on the screen. With I just his saw Funko, that. I'm like, uh, and it's like wedding, wedding. It's yeah. gonna be okay. So, so first, continue. First two pack, guys. There you go. Yeah. So first of many two packs to come. Then apparently, uh, there'll, there'll be a couple more in the future. But 
so follow-up question is yeah. what other – first of all, for people that don't watch The Office, give us a little background on, on what this is about. Dude, for anyone that hasn't watched The Office, I'm nah. sure they are not listening to us right now. That's for sure. But they might be. Exactly. But, Shame on them. Exa- thank you, Todd. They might be. Have you ever watched The Office? <sighs> Continue, Corey. I love how he's like, oh, you know <laughs> I've watched all sorts of stuff. But yeah, to, uh, Toby and Michael, the, Michael's the manager of Dunder Mifflin. Toby is the HR person in charge. And they do not see eye to eye on anything. Well, actually, Toby does, but Michael just hates Toby. Yeah, uh, Toby's kind of a very passive, like stick in the mud, <laughs> like a, a super mi- dork, milk toast. Well, everything's gonna be fine. Don't worry. Like you know, and Michael absolutely despises him. So, so this is but a, he's, he's actually reasonable. I love Flanderson. Yeah, <laughs> I do. He, I, I do kind of. Is that his last name, Flanderson? Yeah, yeah, Toby Flanderson. Yeah, I, I tend. I used to really like him. Until he got like super creepy with Pam, and then I was like, uh, he's kind of a freak. And then he like hopped the. She phone. was flirting with him. She kept flirting with him. Flunderson was in the right lane. Hold on, uh, are, are you are you blaming it on the woman? Are you saying, oh, she had it coming? Was she was she, coming on to him. Was she, she deserved used, it. Was she using Is her, that? What you're saying? Her feminine wiles. She was she, exactly. When wow. yeah, but when all of a sudden, like at an office thing, he just like grabs her like exposed thigh while she's wearing a skirt like that was an episode yeah i thought that yeah. that was kind of creepy yeah, yeah. wow okay i don't disagree she'd been leading him on i'm not i'm not condoning what he did but she was she was she was flirting with him a little I bit i thought we were Flund- a progressive. was a good man early i feel on. like if we had any listeners they would think that we were a progressive podcast which i feel like toby put up with a lot of shit but to come to come back to Corey, to come back to you and to come back to Funko. I mean it's it's Funko related. Oh Funko this. It's Funko related. You brought this up, we're talking about it. Um what other two packs that you know of are out there or that you are like actively looking for? Uh the next best one is it's another office one. It's uh actually the Scranton Boys. What is that? When uh, you don't remember when Michael and uh, oh, the, made the rap uh the rap video? The digital short or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so that's that's one, and of course, like right before Christmas, they had a shit ton of them at Fye. I mean, you couldn't walk through the store without tripping over one. Of course, and I'm like, oh, it's Christmas time. We got to get other people other stuff. So yeah, they they have gift, this, gifts this, for family. They have this many of them. We'll just come back and get them. And uh, guess what? We can no longer find anymore. Really? Yeah. See, this court Corey thinking about other people before himself. Our little boy's growing up. But you have to no. He's he's thought about other people a lot this year. He's he's brought a lot of gifts to the podcast. He's brought a lot of gifts. That is true to me personally. Um, <laughs> he's bought me little Baywatch Funkos, even though I despise Funkos. Yeah, um, but love Baywatch. You were I so, do love so Baywatch. I'm torn. You know, I, I can be torn. Friends yeah. and Baywatch. He knows. What, he he's trying to get me. He's trying to reel me in. Oh yeah, it's not going to work. I say he he's done a great job. I'm allowing them to stay in my home is <laughs> basically oh, what's happening. I'd call that a victory if I were No, you. if I was out shopping for them, then that's a victory. But that will never happen. So, uh, But what I want to say is also outside of the office, I feel like there's a lot of opportunity. Two things. One, I feel like there's a lot of opportunities for, for duos, like duo packs. One question is, is there a price break? Uh, it, all, it really all depends on, on what uh, TV show or what – person is in the in the, the box but let's say uh, you know the the run-of-the-mill ones are ten dollars a piece 
are the boxes for run of the mill ones twenty dollars? Are they eighteen? Like a price break it's because they about, they, about 20. they save on packaging because they really probably kind of save a little bit. But also, uh, the more expensive ones like thirty bucks a piece are they sixty? Uh, I said it, it. It all depends on on which ones you're looking for. But for the most part, it's it's pretty run of the mill. Like you're buying two separate ones. So you have to imagine like the amount of the amount of work production wise that goes into these like i'm sure it's probably relatively simple but one would think unless they're 3d printing these which would probably take way too long that they're suctioning uh like a resin plastic into a mold so each time that they do this they have so many of them their factories have to have all these molds and not only do they have to have all those molds but they have to have all the different paint schemes and a machine to also paint them. So I can understand why for a while they, they just produce one kind or whatever for a while, and then they stop. Because there's no way with as many Funkos as they have that they can swap out. Oh, no. with that. all Yeah, with all of them today, there's no way that. But imagine could. how many molds that they have to have for all these. And Just a clarifying statement. I was in Thailand once. We got measured for a suit at six in the afternoon. And at midnight, I got delivered seven suits, a trench coat, a couple dresses for Mary, uh, and about 25 fitted shirts and all manner of other custom things on six hours. I think uh, they could do, this is a pretty easy thing to produce, like a gazillion of these or 10 of these. Yeah, but you're also in just saying. You're also in Thailand where your dollar holds a lot of weight <laughs> and these people are used to like within an instant uh sewing together fabric. So can can Corey tell me where that thing was made? Where Toby and Mike Michael were made? Seattle, Washington, sir. <laughs> what? <laughs> they were not. <laughs> yes, they were. That's where the factory's at. They were not made there. Yeah, they were. I'll show you the box. <laughs> All right. Okay, well, if that's the case, you Todd, you're going to have to go visit the Funko factory. And Damn Skippy. Take I, some- well, I thought Corey was making a cross-country trip to that's visit the Todd and the Funko factory. Uh, Sorry, to visit the Funko factory and while he's there, see possibly see Todd. Maybe. Yes. If, yeah. if, I, if, if time allows. If I was Todd, <laughs> I would beat Corey to that race. I would purchase a Funko shirt from oh, the gift shop and send him like, and, like a like a kidnap victim. Send him like pictures every day. Yeah, and then and then Absolutely. show the show the Mitty Todd Dylan Funko from visiting the factory because exactly. they'll they'll three D scan you. They'll three D scan you and make you your own. I'm sure they. Do. They'll give me they the tour. Now, they yeah. know me around. I'm sure they God. do. Todd. Yep. If you I'll were be there to, ne- I'll be there tomorrow. I was gonna say if you were to ever do that before I got there and made mine, <laughs> that would be the quickest flight I ever got on. Right Quite, out to okay. you. Quick. Dude, I will be at the Funko factory this weekend. <laughs> you, you should definitely do it. Get a 3D scan uh, Funko of you and Mary, and the next Funko segment, Funko This, can oh be starring Todd God. Dillon. That would be amazing. What if oh, he, look, he's got a little a little dog next to him. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> what if he went there in a Cory mask and had to make a Funko of him in his Cory mask? Oh, dude, you know how much to, a Cory mask would cost? To jump the line so that... Corey couldn't even get one made of himself. Tor- Todd would already have done that. Don't get a Corey mask. No. I mean, that would be pretty expensive. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
I, I feel like it wouldn't be that expensive. No? Depends on the beard. If the beard is accurate. I mean, Todd could just go. I, I don't know. I don't know what he'd have to do, but it seems like it would be very labor intensive. <laughs> I'll, I'll, t- I'll, t- I'll tell you. What, I'll tell you when I'm there tomorrow what it is they're going to make me do. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> eat shit, Corey. Todd, we will no longer be on speaking terms, sir. <laughs> Best day of your life, Todd. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and Lori just validated my assertion. What'd she say? All Funko Pops are either made in China or Vietnam. <laughs> <laughs> After the figurines are made, they are shipped to Seattle, Washington, <laughs> to Funko Manufacturing Todd, I hate to, Warehouse. I hate to break this to you, but Lori is as delusional as you are, sir. So, <laughs> oh my God, Lori! Whoa, Lori is the voice of authority on this thing. I'm not sure how she's the voice of authority on Funkos, but uh, she probably is the I'm voice about of this whole podcast. How to do a Google search? I think, yeah, I think, I think that's either Google or Funko Science. It could be Funko Science. I told you, no more the science <laughs> shit after up north. Man, that's beautiful. Very insightful. It's <laughs> a thing of beauty. I love the I, I want it to continue forever. Do you? Yeah, just a loop. I should change that button to be a loop button. I don't know why you don't. I don't want to get kicked off my own podcast. <laughs> oh, and that's the last time you guys ever saw Bob. Yeah, I feel like that's exactly what happened. Anyway. Okay. So Nick's existential question of the week for this week. Um, even though we don't do it every week, um, we're doing it this week. So, uh, excuse me. Um, if you could eliminate any type of insect permanently from Earth, which one would you get rid of and why? That's this week's question. And I'll go first. And you can't copy. <laughs> Who? You can't copy. <laughs> oh. No samesies. Okay. So if I could eliminate any insect from the world, I think mine would be house centipedes. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. The tiger-striped nocturnal centipedes that can get up to several inches long that race across your floor. And it doesn't matter if you're like, oh, my house doesn't have those. It does because they come up through the water drains in your floors. Yeah, they do. So you could even build a brand new house that has no bugs in it. And the second you put a drainage drain in the basement, they travel from house to house. So all that shit that fucking drains down your drain, they traverse that, that which also makes them very disgusting. And they have fangs, and they can bite you. Now, people are like, oh, you know what? They're so wonderful, and they're predatory, and they take care of all the bad bugs. Um, So they're great. No, you can get bitten by them, and they're hard to find. And if that doesn't make you fucking freaked out enough, they have a defense mechanism. So if you go to squash them, or if you go to grab them. So you mean to tell me not only they can bite... Yes. They also have a defense mechanism. They have something other than biting as a defense mechanism. The, the How are you bite, supposed to kill them? The, just listen. Seems impossible. Fire. So so they legitimately, <laughs> this is creepy enough. So they, they have all these legs, right? So there's many? so many legs. A lot. A lot. <laughs> so, so their defense mechanism is this. They are able to detach their leg 
if something is trying to hunt them. And the nerve endings go into a spastic state in that leg. Which one? What's that? Which leg are they detaching? Any one of them. So many legs. Any one of them they want. At random a leg. Yeah. So if you go to grab them, like like a chameleon's tail that can be pulled off and they can regenerate. They they can detach their leg, and that the idea is is that leg falls onto the ground, which I've seen before, and it's disgusting, and it twitches back and forth like this. So the, oh, the, and, you're, and you're bewitched by this. Yes, leg. the mind forget about the mindset <laughs> is is that the the predator that's going after them, which they they don't have many, will be like, oh just, my god, just, what is what Nick. is what is going on with this leg? And then they're gonna run away and escape with their thousand other legs, you know. I could say with 100% confidence that when I've killed them with my piece of toilet paper, mm-hmm. that has never fooled me. Got <laughs> no. them every time. No. Have you seen You're the twitching? Apex have, you seen the, have you seen the twitching, though? Nope. No, you have never uh, seen that? Unless I happen them? to look at the squash oh, yeah. bug on, my, on the piece of toilet paper. No. Yeah. So killed I, them instantly. I think it's more or less for smaller predators that are not human that are just not squishing them but they are very fucking fast so they they lose legs they don't go into full body lockout no, okay. no they lose legs Corey Celeste no, call the again? callback they're, they're called house centipedes <laughs> we don't have them here yeah you do you have them we don't but but that's mine um, so we'll, we'll go back to the main screen and we can, uh, we if can you're new to the Schnozcast, go back and, uh, do a search for the body lockout episode. You will not be disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say I, I, I'm going to need some help though. Cause I don't know the name of this bug, but it's the one that, um, at night when you have a window, uh, with the curtains up, but the lights on inside and the bugs are like trying to get in. It's a very it's specific like, bug. It's like, bing, a moth? Bing. Bing. They're not. That's not a moth. Is it a summertime thing? It's a summertime I was, thing. I pulled up Google to do a search, but I don't even know where to start. Uh, I feel with like that. Nick probably knows the type yeah, of bug. It sounds like a June bug. They have a hard, probably, uh, hard exoskeleton. Yeah. They're harmless. You can pick them up in their hand, but they, they don't bite against you. that window. They're like they are like with all of their might. Hard shells right against the window because June bugs are like they're. Uh, it sounds um, like someone is tapping on your window. It's that loud. They're such a small bug. They're a type of beetle. They don't have a soft. Yeah, uh, I yeah. I would. I would love it if that they were eradicated from the planet. Yeah. I love June bugs. First of all, it tells you when, when things are starting to warm up and, and summer's here. You know what else tells you when things are trying to warm up? The warmth mm. of from the sun. Huh. But it could be before. Those so are it could facts be, that I knew without the June bugs. They're nature's soothsayer. They're, they're telling me something I already knew. Yeah, but if it's not warm yet and all of a sudden they arrive, you're like, huh, summer's around the corner. <laughs> so they arrive before it gets warm? Yeah. They're called June bugs. Sometimes in June, in the beginning, it's a little cold. <laughs> in Michigan. <laughs> you know what? Because it's fucking June, I just assume it's going to be warm. Because it's fucking June. Now, if they arrived well, in, February, in February, I'd be like, wow, that's kind of weird. Is it going to be warm in February? Well, you would be You're wrong. You're the June bugs. You would be wrong. Yeah, fuck those June bugs. I love them. I always grab them when I see them. Todd, your thoughts yep. on this matter? So... I actually, I'm going to go back to the, the much. I have one true answer, but my, I have a close, fa- fast follow second. My, my, uh, my, the, the bug insect that if I could eradicate it from the earth is the uh, flea. Or not flea, sorry, tick. Uh, Ooh, I, this is the one, one reason I'll never, ever move back to Massachusetts ever again is because oh, of the ticks. They're lousy with ticks. Uh, they are freaking filthy, filthy beings. Uh, they live on rats, ro- any kind of rodents. 
uh, deer. They cause Lyme disease. They bur- I had one burrow into Mary's ass, and I had to dig it out with the tweezers, and its head stayed behind. Did, did you fight it? Oh, I did. Dude, actually, the, 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 the most sad thing that I ever did is when we first moved to Mass, Hold on. I had an older duck. Todd, did, yep. I just need to ask a clarifying question. How did you find out it was on Mary's ass? Did she tell you, or you found out? No, no. no yeah, he, he said in yeah. Mary's ass. It it, would, it had already burrowed itself in her. She had to get the, the treatment because uh, the treat- she said she did, thought. Hold on, she, did you give her the treatment, Todd? No, no, I was going to no, say, no, yeah. No. Were you giving the treatment? And was that how you found out? Like, oh, what's this mole? Whoa! No, no, she, Mary. Todd. No, this is no lie. We were just talking about this the other day. She uh, <laughs> she wasn't feeling well, and then she said she she she's like, my leg feels like it's going numb. I don't. I don't know what's going on. Can you, can you, and she goes in my, just, I just have this kind of soreness on my back. Can you take a look and see if you see anything? And sure enough, there's a, this huge, cause it already engorged itself in her, in her, in her butt. Uh, basically a ticket, it, it burrowed into her skin. Uh, and she was already having uh, effects of this thing burrowed into her. And so I had to grab a, a tweezers and, and I tried to pull it out. And I've, we've since learned I should have put alcohol on it or, or heated the tweezers up super hot. So that they back out, but uh, yeah, they're filthy little, uh, in, insidious, and again, and like much like your centipedes, they don't. You can't if you can't step on them, uh, they have a really hard shell, and if you try and mash them with your fingers or with paper towel, it does not work. You can't apply enough pressure. Like uh, literally, they are almost invincible, uh, and they're just disgusting little. So yeah, I can't say enough about it. A couple things about ticks. <laughs> if you live in an area where you have ticks, you should probably already know about this. But if not. Um, they make a tool. Um, so the tool kind of looks like an upside-down teardrop. Um, it's a piece of metal, upside-down teardrop hole in the middle. So you've got the normal the normal hole, and it just kind of varies down. And that's it's for... slender at the end. Yeah, yep. it's, it's based on ticks of different size. So basically what you're supposed to do is get it around the tick and spin it. Um, the way to correctly pull it out is by spinning it. For whatever reason, their mouth can't stay locked while they're spinning. While they're twisting. Yeah, but um, but you're absolutely right. Their heads do get stuck. And also, um, since there's, some can be small, some can be large, um, they often don't recommend to try and pull them out with tweezers because not only will the head pop off and it's kind of burrowed into you, which is they're nasty things. And, but And look, you can still get infected, absolutely. Yeah, but um, what they've said is it, by, by grabbing onto them and pulling, you're causing pressure, which actually causes the tick to vomit inside of you and causes even more infection. And then, of course, they can have Lyme disease and all kinds of stuff like yeah. that. So the only reason I wouldn't have said tick, yeah, because they are nasty, nasty creatures. Uh, they're like little monsters, um, is I don't experience them enough where I live. Yeah, but it's why I won't ever move back to Massachusetts or the or the uh, New England area because they're lousy with them up there, and the summers are just horrible, and they walk around your house. But let me again, if you can humor me for just a few more seconds, the yeah. the meanest thing ever uh, when we first moved there, we had an older dog, Bailey, our first Rottweiler, uh, and she uh, she she's getting older, so she's getting these little growths. She had this little mole thing on her face, and I'm like, oh, she's getting like little little fatty growths on her face. That sucks for my baby girl. And then, like, two days later, she had, like, two more moles on her face. And then, and I'm like, holy cow, these are, like, coming up pretty quick. I know that she's old, but she's getting a mole, this big, fat mole on her face. And it's gray every day. And Ugh. so, uh, no lie, like, on the f- next day, I see, like, two more pop up. And I'm like, I'm like, I'm going to pinch one of these. I pinch it off. 
and I see this little monster with teeth. And I'm like, no way. I had to call my boss and go, what the hell? He's like, it's a tick. Burn everything. <laughs> <laughs> so I burned my house down and, and moved and to the next town. And that's how Mary and I moved I the first time. <laughs> I did. And I moved to Washington. Corey, what, uh, what's your guess here? I'm going to keep this very short and simple, Bob. All right. Mosquitoes. They're fucking annoying. Excellent. Thank you, Corey. Great no pick. <laughs> We're going to take a break right now, and we're going to come back with uh, part two. But uh, you don't have to go anywhere. We're going to have a little bit of music and some of our friends uh, giving you a little little, little guilty self-advertising for the Schnozcast <laughs> while, we're, while we're talking. <laughs> Get yourself something to drink, and we'll be back in about 15 minutes. Welcome back to the second half of episode 32 for Schnozcast. This is... Uh, 32. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, all right, we're going to kick this off as we... Uh, having described the weeks that we've had as we should with a, a shot. So, if you got one, we're tipping up again. Please join us. Tip up town. Whether you do or don't, we're going to do it. Oh, Houghton Lake, baby! <laughs> So, I got a lot of good stories from Tip, tip Up Town. Well, I'm sure you do. Well, let's do a shot and you can give us one. <laughs> I'm not ready. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. Machu Picchu. You're not going to get me twice that time. Yeah, if he squirts <laughs> fucking a uh, mix, uh, a menagerie of Bob's saliva and fireball out of his nose and nose juice onto my carpet. Mm. I'm sending you the bill. Nose juice. <laughs> we might have the title for the episode. <laughs> yeah. All right. Todd? Yep. Tip up down story? So, uh, a long time ago, uh, I don't know if some people who know me know that I used to work for a company uh, called Bacardi Rum. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, it's kind of like being the director of tacos at McCormick uh, in that I basically drank as much Bacardi rum and rum Bacardi products as possible. And I hosted a huge kind of winter event at Tip Up Town. And uh, we were drunk with a couple buddies uh, riding snowmobiles on the lake. And I had the stupid idea to try and ride across open water on Houghton Lake on a borrowed snowmobile. Uh, open water. <laughs> there's like there's like a 25 foot gap in one portion of the lake that they had roped off. That of course that had been removed. Uh, but yeah, uh, it was in the winter. And yeah, yeah, tip up town. <laughs> Ice fishing season. There's okay. like like I said, it was a tw- it was a patch where the the water was open. The, the ice had cracked and hadn't refrozen over. And how'd that work out for you? Like I said, it didn't end nearly as badly as it could have. Uh, (laughs) 
but uh, suffice it to say, there is a lot of uh, there is like a there is a pre-fight uh, uh, rumble that uh, I would have definitely deserved the ass kicking that I was about to receive. Let's put it that way. Okay, was uh, was all lost with the equipment? No, 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 no. Like I said, narrowly averted. Wow. Wow, that's crazy. Yes. I like snowmobiles. Thank you, sir. I needed one of those. I I, I, I will await uh, next week where we can hear another one. Sweet. Uh, but in the meantime, uh, what we want to do right now is just it, it, to introduce the, the genesis of what may be a new segment on the podcast. Oh, I hope it'll be. This is... Uh, I'm going to defer to Mr. Nick Bader for this one because it was his brainchild. But I, I, I not only greeted, uh, <laughs> greeted it with a hearty laugh, but uh, a resounding yes. We should fucking do this. Okay, uh, so Todd, we're gonna we're gonna do we're gonna do the vote for the Schnoz cast because we can we can take a vote on things like this. Yeah, um, majority e- rules, even though it has to do predominantly with Corey and Danielle. Um, this is an idea for a segment. So, this segment, in in light of the race to the altar, um, and in light of the fact that uh, Mr. Selesky and Danielle, um, I found predominantly during COVID, obviously they were being quarantined, but um, I don't hear a lot of stories of them really having a one-on-one night together where they just go out and really spend time with each other. I feel like it's a, a movie on the couch, a lot of snacks, um, every now and then a restaurant, uh, and I think that's about as far as it goes. So, two, two, I'm getting, I'm getting eyes just staring daggers into me across across the room. But look, look you, it, <laughs> this segment, if you if you invested in it, oh, it's invested. You go and you go hard. Yeah. So this segment, I like to call date night or hate night, and I feel like that. We can get some good music and some good artwork out of this. So Date Night or Hate Night is a segment where, theoretically, we would all have a hat or a Bob's OneNote or, or something like that where he can, um, in his excess, Excel file, where he can uh, generate things at random. And we would all, either ahead of time or once every time we do this, um, Todd... Bob and myself would put ideas, ideas like Gentleman's Agreement that we think you and Danielle would enjoy or like of something, some sort of excursion for the two of you to do until you guys get married. This would not be a weekly thing. This would be once a month. And once a month, the date night or hate night, Corey and Danielle would have to each pick something out of this hat they can show it to each other. Yes, I think I think I th- I think, in the interest of fairness, what we decided was three. Was it three? Yeah, we're so we can fill the fishbowl with as many ideas as you want. Maybe between myself and Nick and Todd, we fill the fishbowl with a hundred pieces of paper, each one of which has a different idea on it, which can let's, easily be done. Let's just say, yeah, totally. Uh, just for example, and then. And then once a month, Danielle and Corey would pick one of the two of them to be the picker from the fishbowl, and they would pick three pieces of paper. And then 
read them, and they and they would have to choose of those three. They'd have to pick one. Yep. So so between betwixt the two of you, you would you would pick these three, and you you could look at them, um, but only three. And you would say, ah, uh, all right, go fucking golfing together. We're and, not doing that. Uh, <laughs> axe throwing. Uh, all right, uh, maybe, maybe. Uh, go, go out to a, uh, a pier and, and have a, a picnic. You know, three, three different things uh, to get you guys kind of outside of your comfort zone because you obviously like each other a lot and you're getting married. And this would give you an excuse to go out and do something memorable. So spend time with the one. Spend that time you're with each other married. to get away Absolutely. from everything else going on. And you would take the other two and throw it back into the fishbowl. Then um, the the other part of this segment that we like would be that we used to we used to get a lot of content. A lot of a lot of GoPro content, a lot of uh, Johnny on the spot, a lot of Man in the Streets, yeah, from from Corey. And there's not a lot of opportunities to do that anymore. We did a month because, uh, you know, this is not going to be something that you know all of us can afford to do once a week. So within a month, uh, we're not going to pick anything that's hundreds of dollars. No, it, but it, enough so that if if you, some of the things will be free. Like yep. you go out to, as Nick said, go out to the pier and have a picnic. Yep. Uh, some of the things would cost you some money. Like we're both going to go axe throwing. It's going to cost twenty bit bucks, of money, twenty to, bucks a piece to do something. that. Yeah. But you'll have a month to do it. You have thirty days to do it. And then the cool part is, is it's going to give you an excuse because we also would charge you with the task of wearing your GoPro in some capacity, like you did at the range several times. And taking on-the-spot footage, not like a fast-track time-lapse. Like, there can be time-lapses peppered in. We like that. But we want to see, like, all right, here goes Danielle. This is her first time throwing the axe. And, like, maybe a 15-second clip of that or something. And then go back to the time-lapse. But we want you to kind of get back into that GoPro mode where either this is outside of your comfort zone. Like, you don't want to do it, but she does. Um, And then maybe she picks the next one. And then bring that experience back to the podcast, and we'll post it on the Schnozcast page. I love it. I have one question. Mm-hmm. <laughs> only one? I feel like Corey's got a hundred <laughs> for right now. No, I have. I, I, have I, one I, I only have one myself. Okay, go ahead, Todd. Uh, do they allow GoPros in Chapelvert? Oh no, no, they do not. What does that mean? Uh, that's, a, that's a that's a, what we would call a jiggly room. Uh, they do not allow GoPros in the jiggly room. Unless you know yeah, someone, I was gonna say, I, unless you know someone, you go somewhere. I know where you know pla- someone who works there. I know some right? places. That I know so some people. Chapovert would probably not qualify, but there is another place. Explain it to me like I'm Sh- five because I don't. Chapovert actually does qualify. I don't know what you're talking about. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I'd want to bring a GoPro to Chapovert, but <laughs> Hello, no, I'm just no. telling you what I'm saying. So it's a strip club or what? The, the, okay. The, 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 guy, the fellas would call a jiggly room. Anyone that I've ever gone to a strip club with, I don't think would know that term. Okay, that's fair. Uh, They've never watched Married with Children. (laughs) Yeah. They've never heard of cheetahs. Um, I mean, if you could get away. (laughs) Thank you, Todd. uh, (laughs) That will probably be in the fishbowl, I'm just going to say. But the the odds. But here's the great part about this this segment. You guys will pull together three of these options from the fishbowl. And if the jiggly room is one of those three. The, the point, and we're, at, we're asking you guys to, you and Danielle, we're going to be asking you to um, 
offer a little bit of a, a very, very small brief glimpse into the relationship by talking about talking through which one you're going to pick on the air, like on the podcast. Yeah. And, and to, to be fair, we have to, um, we have to pick things to be fair, to be fair, to be fair, to be fair. We have to pick things that we think they both will like. And I don't know if picking a strip club would be something I think they both would like. It's not to be extremely hilarious because the hilarity is going to come out of the fact that regardless of what we think, one of them will not like it. I mean, I think going into it, we know Danielle's not going to like going yeah, to the strip club. I, I, I so. think that would Hold be- on. Hold on. <laughs> Just so you know, again, as a guy who's married, uh, I will say as a joke, I'd, we, Mary and I drove by uh, – like Henry VIII or on, or no, Bogart's on Michigan Avenue. Oh, Christ. A gazillion, oh trillion God. times. And uh, I'd always joke, hey, we should go in there for a beer. Hey, we should go in there. And Mary gave me the stink eye because she's not down with that sort of thing. What she's, do you know? Uh, she's a lady. But, but, on, but on trip freaking 578, Mary called my bluff, and we went into Bogart's for a drink. And – by the way, while it was very uncomfortable, it was more uncomfortable for me because, dude, when you see 17 pregnant women on poles and you see my wife, she's looking like freaking Jessica Alba or you name the freaking hottie oh, wait. Uh, in a desert. Wait, hold and on. So, do you have to compare your wife to pregnant women to think she's a hottie? Oh, no, no. I'm telling you the, the, the distance between. In, in I'm the, telling you the distance in the moment, between. In the moment, the disparity was highlighted. Dude, all heads turned. I had my I had my freaking old school twenties fight fists up. I was like, "Holy shit, uh, you win, Mary." We can get the, and she's like, "No, we're having." And Mary and I sat there for the drink. A- absolutely one of the funniest married people stories ever. So, so you will have Shaptovert on your list. Yeah, I mean, but Ta- she she you. she had that option that she picked it. Todd and I have to call you out a little bit. Um, you say Mary's not that into that. But I do believe there was another place in Portland that Murray also went with us. <laughs> she did. She's a gamer. Yeah, yeah. And believe it or not, it was called Mary's Place. Mary's, yeah, but, exactly. yeah but, but that was because we, we got to witness one of the greatest things that every person should see, which the is a stripper <laughs> dancing on roller skates to the Legend of oh, yeah. Zelda theme song. On a very yes. small stage, that, that she, a very that, small stage that she paid for. <laughs> that she, yeah, that she paid for. She had to go up to the jukebox and play. It was amazing. It was one of the greatest things I've ever seen in my to, life. To play the devil's yes. advocate, if we're being fair across the board, shouldn't yeah. we also put one in there for Danielle to go to a male strip club with Corey? Absolutely, of course, absolutely. If you don't think that freaking the manhole is not going to be on the list, the, <laughs> the manhole, man the toolbox. <laughs> but that is the beauty of, this, of the of the segment because. At some point, the two of them are going to be sitting there together with three choices in front of them, and one of them is going to be the Bogarts option, and one of them is going to be the manhole option, and they're going to have to decide. But we, we have got to pick we, one. We we have a lot of great we have a lot of great ideas, and yeah. if we do a hundred, <laughs> the chance that there's going to be a lot of good ones. Honestly, stuff that you would oh, never you, even agree. Oh, no, I, I you put that meat right in my face. Um, <laughs> okay, but. Yeah, I forgot about the Joe folder, remember? <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true, so did I. So my, my only question and concern with all of it, yeah. which, it, yeah, it all sounds wonderful. Um, okay. Are you guys going to be able to come up with a time for us to do this? Because our time is already stretched very thin. 
I think that uh, once in thirty days. Yeah, once in thirty All days. You're gonna set of, one. Everything that we're gonna do is gonna require you to just set one afternoon or one evening aside. Yeah, in exactly. thirty days, <laughs> in thirty <laughs> fucking no, days, nobody, you can do that. In nobody says days. that you have to spend five hours at at said place. You yeah, go no, and I, do it and, and check it off the list, and it gets you guys closer. It allows you guys to have some memorable moments that you can laugh about. I mean, you can you can keep these uh, close to your heart for the rest of your lives. Yeah, we're giving, you can have kids and be like, memories. listen, since we've had kids, we literally have no time. Um, for, That's a great for, point for the next twenty years. And I'm so glad that Todd and Nick and Bob made us go to X, Y, or Z and do Bogarts. this. And whatever it may, it, it could be, I mean, it could be something extremely romantic. And there's going to be a lot of things that you're probably going to enjoy. There's going to be a lot of things that she's going to enjoy that you never would have even thought about doing. He's, he's, he's absolutely right about that kid thing. Your, your free time and the time for you to do things together, just the two of you. Goes to almost zero. I'm very aware. Well, yeah. Oh, right. you're not aware, dude. You're going to lose 17% of your just me time coming as soon you. as that freaking those nuptials are signed, at least within two weeks. Oh, yeah. I thought you were going to say kids. I was going to say, Todd, you don't have much of a leg to stand on here, buddy. Yeah. So to your qu- your only question, Corey, that's why we said mm-hmm. once a month because I'm like once a week or once a, like it'd be too difficult. Once in 30 days, it should be. If you if you guys without kids can't figure a way to get one night in a month for the two of you to do something yeah, other dude, than I'm, sit your ass on the couch and watch TV, dude, then, but but it's not like that happens often at all. Well, we'll tell. Uh, we, we'll t- we've been out on the on the on the lake with you guys kayaking, uh, like every other weekend for the last you know right. But that's the thing because it's either like we're doing stuff. Or I have stuff to do with her family. So you, well, you, so you take that time aside and you plan it, not like, oh, fuck, it's been 29 days. we got to get this shit done for this date night or hate night thing. No, you plan it in advance mm-hmm. and you set a date and you go, this is the day we're going to do it. Uh, you're not working. I'm not working. We're going to put this day aside. If somebody has to go kayaking, no. We're going to spend – we could do. We can go kayaking in the morning. Whatever, but we, it's in, at the afternoon, we're doing, in, we're doing this. I'll, t- I'll tell you this right now. A way to parlay. Um, to meet in the middle is one one week for this date night hate night to happen. You both can waive your gentleman's agreement, which allows you four hours of time, and that's plenty of time to do what that, you need to do. I think that's a oh, I fantastic love it. idea. You I would, love it. You would be spending no. <laughs> four hours. You would be spending four hours doing watching yeah. movies. Yeah, so. you, get a, you get a free pass yep. that week. Uh, that as great as that sounds. Do you, to you guys, and I get why it sounds that great because, like, you think we sit and watch them both together, and like, I know you I know, know you don't. But it, yeah, it yeah, doesn't no. matter. You're, it's still time spent. You just have to budget your time. And because I do, when when I'm watching Gentleman's Agreement, it's like two, three in the morning. So that that's a, a time you, that I'm you, I'm, I'm already you have not to. Have. You only work five days a week. That means every 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 week you get two days off. How you spend those two days completely up to you. But all we're saying is, of those eight days a week. Eight days a month that you don't have to work. One of those days, you have to take part of the day yeah. and do this thing. Three hours, maybe. It, it might be less than that. It might be going to dinner. Somewhere. It's not the whole one of those days. It's part of part of one of eight days. And we're not we're not going to send you on a wild goose chase I, I, like I some, that, something two hours away. This is not hard to do. And if you think it's hard to do, wait until you can get married and you got kids. You'll be wishing you had those eight. Not days to out. mention we're we're we're. Fair. I mean, we're not saying we have to pick something and you have to do it. You guys have three options. 
each each time, once a month. For yeah. 30 days, you have three options like, yeah, this is doable. Well, yeah. When it really comes down to it, you'd have to run it past her for the most part. I, I we, mean, yeah, I, of I course. Yeah, totally, yeah, yeah. I think she would love it. One of the reasons why I asked you if she was coming tonight, but but we'll definitely run it by her and say, here's what we were thinking about. Yeah, so today, I, say, I, I mean, today's just the introduction of the idea. I, I mean, I can't see Danielle, you know, she loves you to death. She wants nothing more than to be with you for the rest of her life. And for her to think that she can go out with something of her choosing and your choosing to, to go do something to spend even more time with you, I can't see her, like, saying, oh, God, that sucks. No, Yeah, uh, really, I'm it's sure, you I'm, and me that she'd rather spend less time with. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I see you fucking assholes enough. And, it's, and it's Corey I want to spend time with. I'll even say this. Um, if push comes to shove and you absolutely one month just cannot find a moment, then we'll give you a pass on the podcast for that night so you can go do it. That's just asinine. That's, um, it, hold on. I, I, I get why you're saying that. But part of, the, part of what uh, – in and in after this, we should probably just move on because we spent a lot yeah, of time on a, a segment that we're really just introducing. But part of the genius of what I thought Nick's idea included was the fact that uh, I, I know how you love to put video clips together. I know that you've been a GoPro aficionado for many years and been doing a lot of clips outside of the podcast, just on your own. Family get-togethers, birthday parties, pool outings, shit like that. You like to do that stuff. And this is an opportunity for you to take your experience and go, okay, what have they done on other podcasts, whether it's Drew and Mike, whether it's David Chuck the Freak, whether it's uh, <laughs> Conan doing like Beyond Borders, whether it's any of those things where they do like a man in the street type of thing, which is really what this is. Mm-hmm and record it and take that footage and put it together in any way you want and you have a whole month to do it. It, it could be a mix of, you know, quick time-lapse shit through things that are kind of tedious and then focusing on, like, let's say we send you bowling and you want to catch Danielle and Danielle happens to throw, you know, a strike f- to win the game and you caught it right there and it, you could splice that shit at however you want in, in, in a very short, like, Let's, right. no, let's and, say and three and, and a half yeah, minutes or less video. I get, I get the idea and and, yeah. and all that, and it, it's, I'm, it's a great idea, mm-hmm. but I, I, I would not throw away a podcast night to do that. So then you are going to need to work with her to budget your time. So you, when you draw the thing, you should not be drawing the thing going, okay, here's what we're going to do. Here's the one we picked of the three and then forget about it for three or four weeks and then all of a sudden you got to do it because that is not the point of this thing. The point of it is, I, I, as no, a I, couple, I, I got it. Plan I, it, I, put it out. Yeah, I, and I, I feel like she'd agree with me. Like, yeah, we need to let's let's pick a night, pick a day when we're going to do this. Yeah, and it, it, again, it, when you guys can talk to her about it, that that's that would be the one to give you the go ahead for it. So, okay, say it, it, it's sounds like a fine idea to me. All right. So that all being said. <laughs> So Jesus Christ. We just got a, a text on the on the shocker line. <laughs> Did we? From Mr. Scotty Moore. Scotty Ward. He said, you guys look a little bit more in-depth than I would have. Uh, very cool idea, though. If Danielle would have been on last week when I called in, I was going to suggest that each week that uh, chronicle they chronicle one of their tasks that they accomplished in planning for their wedding. Examples, set the date, book a church, 
find a honeymoon destination, secure a flower girl, ask a best man, order flowers, etc. Then it would be neat to go back and look at each week after they were married to see the progress and the flow of planning. So, so Scotty Ward is saying he already beat you to your own idea, huh? No, thinks, no, no. He, his uh, is just focused on planning the wedding. I think, I think that's kind of what he was saying, though. I think he said, Nick, I already got you, buddy. If, I, if you didn't say it, it didn't happen. Sorry. <laughs> that's what I was looking for. Okay. Um, I, I actually thought about that, but. We got three people now. Three people I, that have already thought about my it's, idea. It's a, no, exactly. No no, 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 no. Your idea was not that idea. <laughs> that idea was different. But I so thought about original. that idea, and that's a lot of pressure. I feel like uh, women, uh, you know, prospective brides are put under a lot of pressure to do all the things that Scott just mentioned mm-hmm. and to have to report that back to a podcast with her fiance's jackass friends is probably not something she wants to do. And I cannot see her ever getting on board with that, nor would I even suggest mentioning it to her. Not to mention no. there's, I would assume uh, a lot of women that are like, Hey, this is, this is my wedding. Uh-huh. If we had a big female following, I don't friends of Danielle's who always watch a podcast. I'm sure they'd be like, yeah, it's a great idea. We'd love to help. We'd love to get the, the Savior from Senate us a text every week telling us, hey, how's, so, how's things going? So it's we're already we a, don't. A, a little late into some of the things, but like I say, she did actually, actually go and ask uh, the girl that she was going to ask to be her maid of honor. Okay. Um, and I told him, like, record it. So you want me to record? I'm like, yeah, I do. So next week, we can bring that up, and I, I, I we can start with that. Sure. Um of her doing that. And because, like I said, some stuff has already happened, it, it, like me talking to you and, and Nick and, and Joe and everyone, so I, I don't have that on video. But, yeah, we, we, we can start with Probably that and see how, see how that goes. Well, <laughs> well, that's not the segment, but we can definitely bring it on the podcast. Yeah, yeah. It, it'll To, to, to kind of start the segment, let's, let's start with the stuff. It's that, not the segment, but okay, we can, well, I got we can that, start right. bringing the video on. That, that would be cool. I think right. a lot of people would appreciate that. So, all right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, I, think it's, right. I think it's super cool. I, I'm just excited it wasn't uh, dismissed out of hand. <laughs> I'm, I feel like it was no, a major I, win. I, he would he would love it. I know he would. It's it's not it's out uh, just a hair outside of his comfort zone, but he, at least he has a choice. If we were telling Corey what to do, he would not like it. Um, if we were saying it was once a week, he would immediately veto it. Yeah. Um, but and I, I also think she'll like it. And if there's a small chance that she doesn't, then we scrub it. Um, but I think it would be looking, looking at the actual segment. The segment is not any sort of punishment or to get you guys to spend any kind of money. The segment is to get, is to give you guys memories. And there are a lot of people out there that listen to us, um, that may not be in our Facebook live. Um, and this is a part of their day. You know, this is friends of mine that have reached out that live out of state. They're like, yeah, I don't, I don't do the Facebook live, but I always listen to you guys. And, uh, you know, there are some, some women that listen to us and this is a fun topic for, for both guys and girls. And I, there are a lot of, uh, there's a super, there's a lot of women that get very excited about planning weddings. So I think this is a moment for you guys to create some memories and to give other people ideas of things to do. So I think it's, it's a win all the way around. Yeah. I think, I, I think. We may be underestimating the interest that our audience, small though it may be, has in, you know, that they've, we, we've been, this is episode 132. We've been publishing mm-hmm. episodes for quite a while, and you guys have been dating for a long time. And if, if there are followers out there who 
are in France or in Russia or in Canada <clears throat> and they follow us, they've, they've gotten to see you guys are now engaged. What is this axe throwing that you speak of? <laughs> you've got an impending wedding and it's something that, you know, even people who don't even follow us yet today may follow us and then catch up with it. And your romance is a thing of interest. I mean, it, it's, it's very interesting. Of course. Absolutely. hundred percent. I mean, that's. And something to be celebrated. So can I sweeten the pot a little bit more? Yeah. Oh God. Bring it. Anything, anything you draw out of the pot, out of the fishbowl, that's mine. I'll actually pay for the entry fee if there's an entry fee. Oh, <laughs> wow. Things just there's got serious. Fee. That is. Things just got serious. Corey, that, that, that's huge. That is Well, huge. and your first table dance. Oh, well, now, hang on. That's, all right, Todd, now you got my ear. Yeah, yeah, now, no, yeah, Danielle's going to be all over this now. We're in. We're in. No, no, but I, I actually have a couple really cool places in Detroit that you might, that likely... If you're not in the know, you haven't been to that are gems, and, and again, it's the I'm pretty the in the places. know, Todd. Todd, uh, Todd, you and you and I and Nick are going to have to talk offline because he yep. and, he and I circled back on this when he first had the idea, and we threw a lot of things back and forth at each other. So I think the the very nature of the type of things we can put in this fishbowl uh, are not yet clear to you, and as a threesome. That are going to be popular in the fishbowl. That's oh, oh, spicy. Right. Menage. Should have said. Tr- should have said a trio. Is that in the fishbowl? Mis- mistake. Mistake. I, I can. Uh, I, we need to talk. We need to talk. Okay. I, I well, like I said, I, I'm ex- I'm excited about this. I actually, like I said, I I, I do think that uh, at least one or two kind of to- totally offbound things will be good. Because yeah. actually, at the end of the day, I, I still look back on that Bogart story as such a funny thing because Mary <laughs> called me. She called my bluff. Yeah, Bogarts, Michigan <laughs> Avenue, Easter, Michigan. I, I do you get your get your dirty on Toddly, Toddly. I would, I would even, um, Toddly. Yeah, I would even go as far to extend um, the gentleman's agreement, um, which means um, when you have to, or, or the gentleman's agreement clause that we have, where if you have to pay for something that you absolutely despise, that we cover the cost. Like um, it. So I, although per- you can't, you can't get seventeen naked. Pregnant no, lady dances. No, 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 nothing like that. <laughs> but if it's something that's forty bucks, um, let's say we'll do a fifty dollar cap or something like that. Um, I mean that they do that one of us gives them and they absolutely both despise. I, I, I would cover. First of all, I would help cover the cost. I, I would hope we're not putting shit on there that we think both of them are going to hate. No, we don't. But no, if, no, not at all. If that were the chance, if there was a chance that they were like, this is a waste of our time, yeah, waste of our money. Well, then they're just not going to pick it. It's going to be one of the three things that they pull, and they're going to throw it back in the fishbowl. No, but, yeah, like, let's but say, she could go to Henry the so, and have high expectations, and then it falls through. But that's that. That's not my. No belt. I, I don't. Thanks for Todd, I have high expectations every time I walk in that place. They should. They I'm should be able to down. make the most of that of that experience, and through through this challenge, making it as something that at least will be memorable, if not enjoyable. Absolutely agreed. Agreed. Yeah, I, I'm. I I'm doing a lot more joking about that, but I I have some great ideas for my the places. I if when I get back to Detroit, uh, when I get away on my own, that I love to go to. Yeah. Speaking of that, when is that going to happen? Uh, soon, baby, get it planned. All right, all right. Keep us posted, sir. All soon. right, Nick. Let's uh let's get into gentlemen's agreement. You got it, brother. Corey. Gentlemen's agreement. Oh, well, I don't have any music for it, so I don't know. <laughs> well, I'm working yeah. on it. Really know what to do. So <laughs> I'm, I'm dancing to it though. Put up the, the signage. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no 
it's the MF and gentlemen's agreement. Oh, done. I, oh, I'm clipping that out. <laughs> no, I'm putting on a button. That's gonna be it uh, until don't. we get an uh, until we get an official one. That's it. No, I like it. Too late. It's I already got it on, it. on tape. Corey, love uh, it. back on June 19th, you got to sign Condor. Did you do that review already? No, I didn't. Uh, okay. I forgot with the when we were up north and everything. I forgot about Condor, so I got <laughs> at two assignments last week. Did you watch it? Um, yes, I watched both. Condor and Lost. Yes. All right, so why don't we start with Condor? Well, I, I wanted to start with that one because I, I was going to say, let's go with it. It's kind of the, the lesser of a two in a way. Sorry, which one are you going to start with? Because Lost sucked. He wants to talk no, no, about no, no. how much it I'm, sucked. I'm saying the the lesser, one I'm asking to start with. Yeah, the, less, the lesser. Agreeing to start with. Okay, yeah. great. Todd, um, I was only able to get episode one and two on Amazon. The other, I had to sign up for Epics or some shit, and I'm like, ah. Not for which it. one? For what? For, for which Condor. Show? I signed you that. I did. Yes, you did. <laughs> so, first two episodes, absolutely amazing. Uh, it's like a, a a mash between like uh, Jack Reacher and I don't know if you guys ever watched Burn Notice. Yeah. Oh, uh, Burn Burn Notice is a, is an amazing show. Um, Although I heard, uh, isn't Bruce Campbell in Burn Notice? Yes, I love Bruce Campbell. Yeah. Okay. Um, but it, it's 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 been done before. I, I will definitely say that. But the absolutely, but done well. But it, it is it is done well. And there's a little some other things that, that tie into the story that haven't been done in every other you know spy uh, espionage movie. You know, as I would kind of classify it. Um, but dude, I, I will definitely be watching more episodes of it. Uh, like I said, that I got the first two on Amazon Prime, uh, but the other ones I, on Epics, I had, like I said, I had to sign up for this and that. I'm like, I, I know it'll be out again on Amazon Prime. Uh, yep. But the yeah, the first two two episodes, absolutely amazing, and it's something I'm going to co- definitely continue watching. Cha-ching. I did good. Yeah, I mean, it, it, even the actors in it, I mean, there's not too many very well-known people in it, but uh, I mean, they hit the, the nail on the head with, with what they're going for. So very, very well uh, – well done casting. All right. And then uh, last week, you got a sign lost. Yes. By, yes. By, by Nick. Nick. Nick assigned me two more episodes of, of Lost. And I will tell you what, I've been very excited about this all week. Because I, I wanted to come here and tell my buddy about my experience with Lost. I'm sure. So you gave me those two episodes. Yeah. Um, but as committed as I am and as much as you hooked me with this, Mm -hmm. uh, for the last week I have watched over 38 episodes. Get the fuck out of here. I have. Get the fuck out of here. Are you, wait, 38, that, that's like two and a half seasons. One, one and a half seasons. It's 20, 25 episodes a season. Are you serious? Did wow. you, you're fucking so with us. Because I'm not. I, can show you my, get, I can show you my Hulu account. Why did you why did you watch all those episodes? Because he's hooked. Because I wanted to do it in spite for the time that I got here to tell you I still fucking hate the show. It's stupid. Oh! So you wanted to watch thirty eight episodes so you could say you hated it? I did. <laughs> okay. Well you couldn't have You could have done that, that with just the two he was assigned to you and <laughs> saved yourself nope. the trouble. It, I, I I because I really if, dove into it. If, if care for listeners remember, he only needed to watch these two episodes, yeah, and then we, we could none of us could ever assign it to him again. He was done yeah. with Lost forever. 
Oh, so no, he he's just wasted. Oh, he <laughs> just wasted thirty six no. more no. episodes of his no, no. time. You're viewing, this, you're viewing this on the wrong lens, Bob. Why? Corey just went boom shakalaka. Dude can't even say the, the loss can't even be the title of anything assigned to him anymore. Being that he freaking watched all these these episodes. No, no, that's what I'm saying. No, it so couldn't he, before. Yeah, it he wasted after, his time. It couldn't after two hours. It was a giant no, waste of his no. time. And he also, went hard it, to the. And also, you have to break the glass. I mean, it's no. it's spite. I get it. And but. also, also he threw out the window uh, that he doesn't have any personal time because he spent a work week <laughs> watching Lost. True. Yeah, that's true. Again, but he did that boom shaka laka. That was that was, that was three in the morning, at yeah. one a.m. in the morning, or when I was sitting at work and I had it playing on my phone, I could listen to my headphones. So there, there had Isn't to one a.m. in the evening. I'm sorry, but there's yes. there's there's no there's no spite that I can believe that allowed you to last through 38 episodes. I can, <laughs> I can show you the Hulu account, buddy. No, no, no. I, I believe I believe you just let that, it run while he's I, on the crapper. Yeah, I believe that you're watching it, but. <laughs> Lost has, with a lot of people, a very love-hate relationship. There's a lot of people that hate it but keep watching it. That's correct. No, I, I, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you one of the big reasons why. Okay. Uh, first of all, fucking polar bears. I, know, that, that was, I thought that was stupid, too. Yeah. I, I think my dinosaur uh, extravaganza was would have been even no, better. No, there's a, there's and, a payoff. You, you had to watch... Uh, 64 episodes to get to the payoff. Oh, that's not happening because I was done as, as of coming well, here. Well, because you're a quitter. I mean, if you really cared, <laughs> you'd go 64 episodes and then you get the payoff and be like, yeah. oh, got it. Polar bear makes sense. Uh, polar nice bear bores. What it, <sighs> and, and, and even Hurley, who, which by the way, is not, he's not funny. Nothing he says in the show is funny. I didn't go think, fuck yourself. I love Hurley. You love he, Hurley? It was dumb yeah. as shit. I, yeah, Hurley, I, I felt was kind of a bad It actor. was really stupid. Like I said, I, I and I remember when it, when it first came out and it was big. I was like, "Oh, Hurley's hilarious!" Everyone thought so. There was there was Corey. There was actually a thing where people when it came out. I didn't watch it when it came out, but there were people that had lost I parties, and yeah. every time Hurley would say, "Dude, they drink," because he says Absolutely. it like a hundred times. Every the recap of Hurley. So what, what's the dude count from this episode? Okay, but that's not him being funny. No, I didn't think Hurley was funny. No, he I, wasn't like hilarious comic relief, but. <laughs> I think as as a person, actually, it's either funny or not funny. I think as a person on the island, he was kind of milk toast, and he wasn't anyone that really got into a fight with anybody. I agree with that. I don't think he was the greatest actor. Uh, I don't know if Corey's done with his lost review, but I feel like we got all we're gonna get. Yeah, that was enough for me. I don't want to assume that you had more to say, but oh no, I I, I do. Okay. Um, so the polar bears, uh, like I said, Hurley, Hurley even mentioned, it, oh, it would have been better if there, it was dinosaur, a dinosaur. <laughs> um, I think yeah. that was the only funny thing he said that I, I've seen so far on the, from what I've watched. Um, and then the point I was like really kind of done mm-hmm. uh, was when they introduced Michelle Rodriguez. Can't, oh, okay. can't fucking stand her. She's a terrible actress. <laughs> um, Is that... Uh, Anna Lucia. Anna Lucia. Yeah. And, and then like... Then you can tell they're starting to try to stretch the show out already in season two. It wasn't bad enough they had, that they introduced every person on the island, basically, and they all have a side story of while they're on the island. But then they also go into the personal life of prior to them coming on the island. So you're trying to keep, like, nine stories together of all, all these people and all their personal lives and what they have going on on the island. Yeah, but it should be easy if you're watching 38 straight episodes It's of, it, it's of not show. It's not worth it. Um and then in season two, they're like, oh, 
we're going to bring the other side of the island that got just got found, and we're going to introduce you to all of them. They're going to have side stories, and then they're all going to meet, and then you're going to have all these 18 different stories. And uh, you got you it, got three side stories. You got Anna Lucia, Mr. Echo, and... Uh, Dude, every uh, single person. Uh, Libby. That's it. You got oh, three side stories. They, no, they go into Hurley's personal life. No, no Hurley they, was on the main... They no, go into John Locke's personal no, life. They, Hold no, on. No, 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 you're saying from the other side of the island. Oh, yeah. That there's only three people from the other side that make give, the, that oh, matter. There's oh, another yeah, side story. That's all on the first side, which is Desmond Hume, brother. Well, Desmond Hume wasn't on the other side of the island. No, he, he was, wasn't. He was always but down. In I'm the just hatch. saying they, they didn't need to bring more people into it. They already had enough going. Oh, they on. totally did. No, they totally no. did. So as of lost, I, I'm done. As no, of that's, today. that's I can't ask. You could have been I, done after two uh, two I, hours. If you I, if you had said I watched one more hour, um, and I couldn't, still hated, couldn't do it. Yeah, yeah, I I would have said that you were the man, the myth, the legend. But uh, it's almost like you're just trying to punish yourself watching that many. If you didn't like yeah. it, because you that's didn't have yeah, you didn't let, you didn't have to go beyond two hours because your your agreement was completely fulfilled. The contract after that point had been satisfied. I know. Uh, I just really wanted to drive that point home. I, I, okay. Well, <laughs> you you hurt well, yourself well, more well than you hurt me, buddy. Well played, sir. But Boom, yeah, shakalaka. But, yeah, yeah, you definitely don't like there. There are a lot of people, like with um, – I like to compare it to, like, cilantro. There are a lot of people that love it. There's a lot of people that hate it. There's people that say it tastes like soap. There's people that are like, oh, my God, put cilantro in everything. Lost is one of those things. Seinfeld is one of those things. People – I put it. I put it on my McCormick tacos. <laughs> You're not getting a job. <laughs> I, I want to see a video off between Nick and Todd for the director of taco relations. I know you do. I, I, I honestly do feel, though, that that would be a better title for the episode. Director of taco relations. <laughs> yeah. You always, it's funny because you come up with like one at the beginning and then it, there's always one that trumps it and you're like, uh, this is going to be a toss up. I mean, but the, it has to happen organically. Like I can't go like, Hey, guess what's going to be a title of the episode. No. And well, then I say it for the first time. Like that's stupid. I would never do that. And then I don't know if you've ever noticed too, what, what rarely ever happens is when Bob says, Oh, that's the title during the episode. Once he goes back and re-listens to it, it's, it's ne- always something it's different. It's never the title. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But he knew he brought this. No, that's not he true. brought this title in. No, no. I'm not. I'm not saying. Ne- I'm not saying never. Yeah, yeah you yeah, have yeah. before. Yeah, but maybe, maybe not all the time. But yeah, yeah you, there's a lot you, of times where you try to mark it on the episode. And I, it's not I like. That title. I like when the title is not something that I said, because if I'm you doing the choosing, well, in this case, uh, you brought this this topic up. Uh, right. But then you said something else earlier that will probably trump it because I'll be like, okay, I didn't say that. That's a better option. <laughs> Like the title for the last episode I just published is Little Grandfather. I had like five different titles, but I picked that one because I, I didn't say it. Corey is a little grandfather. And I'm grandfather. like, it is, it's the best. And the other thing is like, of all the, of all the choices I could have for the title of the episode, which, which is the one that, uh, that would probably never be said again? Like Tawas would, Tortoise. <laughs> Which is why I haven't picked Thomas Tortoise because That's been said I feel like you're going to say it every yeah. week. But something like Little Grandfather, I'm like, that was like lightning in a bottle. Like, that may never be said again, and I should probably take advantage That's of it. That's said a lot episode. already now. Only because you're about talking it. about it. Yeah. <laughs> all right. All right. So back to gentleman's agreement, finally. Uh, Mr. Uh, Todd Dillon. Yeah. Uh, you got assigned Tom Zagura Ball Hog by Corey Slesky. I did. I did. 30-second synopsis. Go. Solid C-. Uh, funny comedian. 
again, I would watch him again. He's got. He, it's funny. I, I was trying to figure out who he reminded me of. He's like a little bit of Louis C.K., not as filthy, dirty, uh, observational. Just his life. I think it's pretty. The the funny thing is the, the two best bits of that ball hogs uh, uh, show specifically were the f- fact of how judgmental we are in the country where. He uh, he told the story about it. He walked into a bar across the street where his was working, and there was a an ugly woman diddling herself at the bar. And so he tried to get the bouncer the uh, to to actually get her to stop. The bouncer wouldn't do it, and the little hostess lady went up there and got her to stop. And the, and he's like, "Hey, should, they didn't throw her out." And he basically he's like, "If that was me, an ugly guy." They'd have thrick and throw me out and barred me forever. He does observational humor. <laughs> I did a shitty rendition of his joke. Uh, he, he had me laughing a couple of times, but never like, so, so laughing so loud that I thought I was going to pass out. He's a good Louis C, a milder version of Louis CK, I think. C minus. <laughs> All right. All right. Yep. Corey, perhaps if you tried a little harder. No, I, I titled now, we assigned some of his other stuff to, to experience the, the full, full view on Tom Segura. All right. And it's not a terrible review, so I'll take that. Thank you, Todd. Yeah, you uh, watched 36 little? episodes. <laughs> <laughs> I watched all seven of Tom Segura's specials. <laughs> Sucked. <laughs> Out of spite. Spite. Nick Bader, I assigned you Raiders of the Lost Ark. Dun, 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 dun. Yep, yes, Word. you did. And uh, I, I... 30 second synopsis. No, get, get out of here. Um, what do you mean, get out of here? There's got to be somebody listening to us from some other small, undeveloped country who's never seen it before. So the 30-second synopsis is it's an Indiana Jones movie about, um, what is he, a geologist, paleontologist, professor, archaeologist, one of those ologists. Um, paleontologist. Yeah. <laughs> I thought he was a paleontologist. but paleontologist? He's an archaeologist. He's, oh, you shut your dirty mouth. He's an archaeologist. Archaeologist. And uh, and he goes uh, he goes looking for uh, different artifacts, um, and basically turns into a superhero, and fights <laughs> off proctologist fights off <laughs> fights off uh, yeah fights off colon cancer uh, <laughs> fights off different bad guys and a lot of cool things happen. But but my synopsis of it uh, as a whole would be that um, I remember it like somewhat from my childhood. Um, okay. but I did not remember many details from it. It was, you know, when you're younger watching something like that, you don't really take away too much. Um, but I, I really liked it. Um, I think the one thing that I don't like, and that's only because of, it was a sign of the times. Um, I feel like it could have been really like if, if the movie was done today, it would be much more serious and undertone. Um, and there were a lot of, uh, you know, he punches a guy in the face and the guy, whoa, you know, like falling off of a truck uh, very dramatically. Uh, that kind of stuff kind of fucked with me in, in the movie because there were so many, there were so much cinematics to it and, and things that they put together to make all the environments so believable um, and a lot of special effects for the time. So as we know, like back then, it wasn't CGI. It was, you know, if it was... Uh, uh, a giant monster or spider or something like that in one of the tombs chasing him. Like it were, th- it was things that they put together kind of like Jurassic park. 
Um, so that was super cool. But the things I didn't like was the some of the hokey aspects, you know, um, of him fighting someone off the side of a truck and the person sees like a tree limb coming and he's like, and, and he pushes him and the guy, you know, gets decapitated or something like that. Like, that's not going to happen, you know, in like a Jason Bourne movie or <laughs> something. In a Jason Bourne movie or something, you just see the raw, real life. Um, yeah, you that's know, kill, a sign of the time. Kill scene. Sure. Yeah, I think back in the 80s. They didn't I, do kill scenes. They, the they found that funny. Like, but there was there was a lot of blood. There was a lot of blood for an Indiana Jones flick that was had some hokey aspects to it because I don't think they're bad actors. I just think back then people were like, oh, 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 that was so funny. Like that was like a comic relief, you know, to the movie. Yeah. Because most of the movie was was very serious, um, and the only like try to be comical moments were like someone getting killed or someone getting thrown off of a vehicle or something like that. And it was, it was just to me stupid because it was like, you tried so hard, uh, George Lucas with, with all these special effects and predominantly the movie being 75 to 85% serious. Uh, it was actually Spielberg who directed it. George Lucas had a part as well. He, he helped to write it, but Spielberg directed the whole thing. Yeah. 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 And, uh, so to, to add that, you know, for me was kind of underwhelming. And, uh, but I, but I think that was the audience they were playing to at the time. I think people yeah. enjoyed that shit back then because, you know, that was right off, I'm assuming around the time or off the cusp of things like the Goonies where, you know, even a serious action movie had a little bit of comic relief. Yeah. Um, when, when he found the guy, I had to look twice because I didn't even know what it was, but there was basically a guy that he was looking for this amulet or this, this gold thing, you know, this gold artifact and the guy screwed him over and he's jumping over this, uh, this, this spot in the temple where he was supposed to swing over it with a rope and the guy cut the rope and took the amulet. He's like, Oh, throw it to me. So he yeah. throws it to him and he's like, ah, see you later, Indy. And he takes off running. Well, there's different por uh, portions that Indy was taking this guy through, who was like a local guide, where spikes come out of the wall and stuff. So Indy somehow, as the temple's like breaking apart and breaking down, jumps over it, makes himself without the rope, climbs back up, and he goes past this guy. And they, he ends up seeing that the guy obviously uh, at that point, did, forgotten about the didn't, spikes. Yeah, didn't have Indy, forgot about the spikes and stepped on the wrong thing and got impaled by all these spikes. So it was clearly not the guy. It was like a dummy that they painted to somewhat look like this guy with spikes yeah. through him. And it looked so fucking cheesy and corny. Like, I, at first I was like, who's that? Like, what is that <laughs> supposed to even be? Because it was like... It was like this, like side. You didn't know eye. it was the same guy who said, "Like, no, uh, it was this." Adios, senor. <laughs> no, it was it idol. was this like side-eyed like doll, like that they just took and like we're like, oh, this guy was Mexican, so we'll give him uh, some Hispanic colored skin and black hair, and everyone's gonna think it's that guy dead. Yeah, and What's it just like? it just <laughs> looked it looked like a dummy with uh, slightly darker skin and black hair. It looked nothing like the guy. It was like, oh, we'll put him in the clothes and give him black hair, and everyone's going to think this guy's just dead. And it just looked so crazy, like it didn't look anything like him. So when he was like, 
uh, adios. And like, yeah. yeah, walks past him. I'm like, oh, that's supposed to be him. <laughs> like, but at the time, it was probably like groundbreaking, cutting they're, edge. They're yeah. probably like, oh my god, that's so gory. Look do at you, that's him. Do you know who the actor was who played that guy? Of course not. That's Alfred Molina who played oh Doctor Octopus in the first Spider-Man <laughs> movie. <laughs> He's been in a ton of yeah. He's been in a ton of movies. That was his first movie. Was. He was uh, Captain Flibbly Flob in the Jimmy Job. Movie. Arguably the second most famous person in that movie after Harrison Ford. Yeah, well, I I don't know him and I don't know his name and I don't, I don't know care. the movie you're talking and I, about and I don't care for him. I've never seen Spider Man. I don't, don't know this Spider Person that you're talking about. But somewhere, somewhere in in uh like Spider Man, somewhere it <laughs> somewhere in a like a Steven Spielberg storage unit. There's this fucking impaled dummy that looks nothing like this guy. <laughs> probably, yeah. <laughs> it's probably on the set at Universal. Yeah. Could be. So, but, you know, all in all, uh, for the time, I'm sure it was amazing. Uh, because it was it was really cool. The, the, what was your favorite part of the movie? The environment. And I, they, I'm, only ask, I'm only going on and on about this because this is literally one of my favorite movies of all time. Well, dude, your dog's name is Indiana. Yeah. <laughs> so... Uh, and you dressed up like it for Halloween, so uh, I just had some khaki pants and a hat. So uh, you were dressed what, as uh, Indiana Jones, is what you told me. Uh, yeah, that's what I told you. <laughs> you had a I whip. Didn't say the, I didn't say the costume was any good. Do you think I actually had a whip? <laughs> yeah. No. What so, was your favorite part? Oh, you said you were whipped at the time. I think that's what it Always was. Always whipped. Always be whipped. <laughs> no, uh, my favorite part of the movie, I think, was when they were descending into the well of the souls. <sighs> okay, dude. You know oh, the movie yeah. a little too well, no pun intended. But when he was descending into, uh, I, I think two parts. One was super cool when he like secretly dropped into one of the tombs and had to hold up the staff to make the sun align. Right. I think that was really fucking sweet. The way it aligned, if you were at the sun at the certain, he found out by reading these maps and all these old hieroglyphs that. If you lined up this, if you screwed on this amulet to the staff, the amulet had a crystal in it, and at a certain point there was a small opening inside the tomb, and the light would come through, and at only a certain point in the day, and he had to f- do all these equations to find out what point in the day it was, and no one else knew. It would, um, it was called like the map room, and they had all these small little tiny buildings uh, set up that looked like that portion of Egypt or wherever they were. Um, and the amulet, once the sun hit it at exactly 9.30 in the morning, if you had this amulet, if you had the sun just right, it would illuminate where the treasure was on the map room. And he was able to figure that out. So I think that was probably the coolest point. Um, but I think the second part that I thought was super cool was when he was descending into the tomb that he found from the amulet and the staff. And there were just live, like, live snakes everywhere. I mean, they must have had hundreds and hundreds of snakes to, and I feel like they were called asp, asp snakes. Asps. Um, which are, yeah, very dangerous. But <laughs> you go a, first. Asp snakes. Asp snakes. And they, Bass which, which actually, if, if you look up, encompasses a, a large variety of snakes in the Nile region that are venomous. Um, so, which is why you saw cobras and you saw the actual uh, ass snake. And, uh, but that was also pretty cool because. I feel like at the time, they really didn't have the technology to uh, superimpose that. Uh, you could see that uh, Harrison Ford was very close to actual Cobras in that scene. I, I have a question for you, Nick. Yeah. 
Are you ever going to watch another Indiana Jones movie ever? Of course. On your own? Yeah. Really? You like, so you like this? I did like it. Yeah, I did. I, I thought, I'm not going to hold because of the times. Like, if it, if it completely suffocated the movie... Like some of the stuff Bob's giving me, like some 1950s, like why Ouch. I oughta, Ouch. why I oughta, you know, <laughs> that kind of shit from the 60s. Like, if it takes over the whole movie, then it's it's unwatchable. What did I give you that was a why? I, I forget what it was. Oh, Raging Bull. No, there was Pink Panther. Yes, God, <laughs> yeah. that was horrible. All right, but but no, I would definitely watch it. Uh, I would watch it again. Awesome, man. I appreciate that. All right, so uh, to round it out, I have the Ice Road assigned to me by Corey. It was me. Oh, damn it. I was just looking at my notes. I'm like, <clears throat> I'm pretty sure I I thought it was that. Corey. I, swear, I apologize, no, Todd. I could have sworn it was Corey. Right. It's all right. So Todd gave I feel me, like I'm going to get a D minus. Todd gave me the ice road, and I'm going to give it a, a solid D minus. Uh, what can I say? Uh, Liam Neeson. I love Liam Neeson. He's been in tons of incredible movies. At some point after his wife uh, tragically passed away, God rest her soul, he experienced like a renaissance in film where he just became this like badass that made films like Taken and uh, whatever that movie was, like Taken on a Plane, and the movie where he was there was snakes on a plane. Ta- taken taken on, oh, a, on a bus. Um, but this one, man, I he, so he play he's playing this local yokel. A uh, guy who's a expert ice road trucker, um, who's called in to save. There's a there's a mine in which there are uh, there's an explosion and workers are trapped and someone and, and they need to get some drilling tools there to the site to free the miners. So they need to get a trucker there, but it's off season and they can't get anybody's. But Liam Neeson. Says fucking a, I'll take it, and uh, but it's not as simple as that because there's people who don't want the miners to be rescued, and so uh, I don't know if that's a spoiler or not, but uh, that's all I'll say. Uh, Fishburne was in it. Lawrence Fishburne and, was and in I it. fell in love. I, yeah, I fell in love with the, the little brother, and, and and that's what hooked me. That's why I signed it. I, tr- truly, I figured I'd get a D minus, but it put the little. <laughs> well, why did you me. sign something to me that you figured you'd get a D minus for? Because I did like I, at the end of the day, I can't say that it's a. It's a I liked the movie. I mean, it was they 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 got lazy in the writing. Uh, there's there's a couple of those things, but at the end of the day, uh, you feel I walked away feeling good. <laughs> I you know what, I it, it's Liam Neeson, so I suspended disbelief for so long, and I'm like, you know what, no, this movie's gonna turn around. Like it's Liam Neeson. There's no way I'm already like an hour and 20 minutes in. I'm like, okay, this movie's got to turn around at some point. And it just never did. And it was, it was like somebody said, Hey, we're going to do, uh, we've, we've, we've bought all these trucks and it's really cold. So we think we're going to shoot a movie. Uh, you want to play the guy who sits in the cab. We're just going to shoot you never actually on the ice, but actually pretending to drive a truck. And you're going to be that guy. He's like, you know what? Uh, if you can pay me this much, I'll do it. And they're like, done. <laughs> and, and, and he never had to go outside, and he sat in the cab of a truck and pretended like he was driving, and he got he paid. He went into the lake, Bob. Dude, dude, dude didn't lake. go into a lake. Okay. 
the the end of the movie was the really was the capper that made me go like fuck this movie. <laughs> and I realized for the first time that Liam Neeson will slum for a movie. I did not know that until this movie. And so I guess if anybody's listening and paying any kind of attention and puts any stock into any of these reviews that we do, I'll just say probably avoid the ice road. <laughs> Uh, I'd like to think that every week we try to bring you uh, some some genuine reviews of movies we watch and we should be recommending the movies that are really good that we discover and the ones that aren't we should be telling you fucking watch out man because this isn't worth your time I'm going to say say this is this was not this shouldn't be worth your time Uh, (laughs) that's fair this should not be worth your time. Yeah, yeah. The little brother's awesome, damn it. All right. Uh, so real quickly, before we uh, we got a shot sitting here, but before we do that, I have uh, already done the the random algorithm, and uh, I have drawn Corey. Corey has drawn Todd. Todd has drawn Nick, and Nick has drawn me. By the way, I almost just threw up in the bathroom. Why was that? Because there was a gray hair stuck to the toilet seat. <laughs> that could not have come from me. It either, it either came from Bob or Corey's leg. I, I have not used that bathroom in over a Corey! Knee <laughs> hair. <laughs> I will say it was it was not corkscrew in nature, so well, that's something that's something. Then it, then it was a knee hair. Okay. That's something. And now it's Ooh. captured for the Ooh. internet for all time. <laughs> Thank God. Uh okay, so everybody get their uh, who they've got, and then we'll do the shot. I have Corey. Corey's got Todd. Todd's got Nick. Nick's got me. Cool. All right. So while everybody's thinking about that, uh, we're going to do one more shot before we uh, bring this thing to a close. I may still, I think I really want to do pick of the week. Okay. Um, but let's do the shot first. Todd, you joining us? All right. Yeah, I'm doing it. Let's go. Unscrew that top. Here we go. <laughs> oh, that sounded not, sexual. <laughs> not the first time he's told me that. <laughs> yeah. Georgia bitches. Machu Picchu. All right. Corey. Cool. Yes, I have Todd. Corey, I'm going first. Oh, you're going I, first. I have, <laughs> I have you. Wow. Um, Corey, screw that, Todd. I think this is going to be an easy one because I think we talked about this a week or two ago. Uh, Uncut Gems. I have not seen it. Let's go with that one. Okay. That'll make it easy. Um. So I'm putting that in one note, so that means that you have Todd. Todd, uh, this is actually kind of lines up perfectly because I now that we're stuck on Tom Segura. Um, but have you seen anything by Burt Kreischer? I don't know. <laughs> I'm going to say it's a no. All right. Um, well, I know, I, I'm sure, I know that I've heard his comedy. I mean, I... But again, I don't know if I've seen it special, but I'm I can't pick one. Then you have Burt Kreischer, the machine. <laughs> Got it. That's on uh, on Netflix. Got it. So Bob just gave me a Dearborn Brewing Company uh, beer to try, where they actually hand uh, hand tick the the labels with what what kind of stout or what kind of ale that they have. So this is an ABV of eight point five percent. 10W40 stout. 
There you I go. Didn't, I didn't name it. Can oh. you put that in a lawnmower? Oh, you probably could. You could probably use uh, it to. You're thinking uh, about 10 W30. Corey. <laughs> oh. Chocolates and coffees, baby. That's going to be good. It's uh, it's not bad. It's a little it's heavy. thick. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know if I'm going to get to this whole can tonight. But <laughs> so more chocolates tonight? and coffee. You're going mm. to save that for tomorrow? Uh, no, it's going to go right in the garbage. Just imagine when I'm tired of it. Imagine if you were spooning a, a nice Sorry, chocolate mom. ganache into your mouth and finishing it with that 10 W 40. Sorry, mom. I'm not going to get through the rest of this. <laughs> oh God. All right. Uh, so, uh, Todd, you've got Nick. I do. Have you seen man on fire? Come on, Todd. <laughs> Whenever I hear like somebody's got Nick and then they say a movie, I just start typing because I know he has. I love when they ask. I love when they ask me. They're like, "Have you seen?" And I'm like, "Trying to be. A, he's trying to be a gentleman. He's trying okay. to give you the benefit of the doubt." No, right. there's no benefit I'm, to I'm, give. But when I say a thing like, "Oh, have you seen it?" He's like, "Bob, <laughs> come on." Anyway, no, I, I definitely have not seen that. All right, I like it. I haven't seen it. And Nick, I like it. I think you'll like it. Nick, you got me. Uh, Bob, you got Prank Encounters on Netflix. Prank Encounters? Yeah. It's a show put on by Stranger Things, uh, Gaten Matarazzo. Oh, sweet. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and it's, uh, it runs parallel with, uh, something that you would know that probably only other person would know this would be Todd, what, uh, a show called Candid Camera back in the day. Uh, some, yeah. I know what candid camera is. <laughs> something very similar to that. I love how when no one knows that they're like, you old fuck. No one knows that but you because you're so fucking old. But when they know, they're like, dude, don't insult me. I know that's sh- that show. Right. I'm so smart. Right. I've, I've been watching TV for years. Yeah, that's a Detroit thing, too, though. That was a part of the family that is, value. That is true. Yeah, so it's, it's similar to that, um, but they're... Uh, more scare scare tactics in nature um uh basically where he takes unsuspecting victims and sets up a location with a lot of actors and uh scares the crap out of them and it's really cool i'm looking forward to it yeah thank you for the super cool hopefully it'll be as good as you described it Mm -hmm. uh so do we have a graphic for pick of the week uh on here of course we do let's do that speaking of graphics take that uh that little one down Little one, what in the corner of the screen? Yeah. Oh, the Bob. Yeah. It oh, is you, Bob. You don't want my name up there forever. It's been up there for quite some time. <laughs> it is Bob. It is Bob. So pick right. of the week. Yep. We're gonna do pick of the week, and I will go first while while folks are thinking in case you didn't have one there. But I will say uh, my pick of the week is um, Pale Blue Earth is a company. Uh, Back when my kids were small, we used to do Energizer, like, rechargeable batteries. We got tired of buying batteries and fucking going through them like crazy and throwing them away, especially when you got kids. Uh, And we started buying Energizer rechargeable batteries. It came with this giant, it looked like a fucking shoebox that you could recharge these batteries in. You could only recharge them four at a time, and it took forever. And threw those away after a while. I'm like, these are not even worth the trouble. Um, But now, in the age of... You know, a smart home, smart TV, remotes for every single thing you touch. Um, I'm starting to get back into the habit of, like, buying, like, giant racks of, like, AAA and AA batteries. So I ran across this company out of Park City, Utah, called Pale Blue Earth, and they sell rechargeable batteries. But the cool part is they you don't it's not a big, giant shoebox thing to charge them. Uh, every battery has a little notch on the top of it where you can fit a micro USB cable. 
So I bought a combo pack of four triple A's, four double A's. I think I bought, uh, yeah, two of those. So I got eight of each, and it came with two little chargers, and it's just a little dongle that plugs into a USB port, and it's got four little uh, tassels that sit there, and you can plug each one into, and it fits any of the batteries. They all work off micro USB, and they charge fast as fuck. Now, and they last, and they last quite a while. I was gonna say, how, but how long do they? How long do they last? They last quite a while. Yeah. They last at least as long, if not longer, than a regular battery. Uh, and how long have you been using them so far? Uh, I've probably five weeks. Okay. So, the the I haven't any I haven't had any die in me yet, but uh, so the how long they last is is based upon um, the website and the numbers that they put up there. But so far, I'm pretty impressed with them, pretty pleased with it. So if you're looking for a new set of rechargeable batteries, tired of buying batteries, take a look at Pale Blue Earth out of Park City, Utah. Not bad. Who wants to go next? Todd? Uh, Todd, Nick? Todd sorry. Todd. Sorry, I meant to say Nick. Yeah, no, Todd's screen just went black. We lost him for a second. Todd, if you're there, uh, disconnect and try and reconnect back again into the room. Um, so yeah, so for my pick of the week, um, let me do this. Yeah, I'm sending him a text. Yeah, I think he'll join back up. Okay. Looks like, yep. Can you guys hear me? Yeah, there he yes, is. Yes, sir, there yep, you are. We got gotcha. you now, buddy. So, uh, so mine is, this is a purchase on Amazon. So I, I'd gotten a grill for my sister that, um, she was trying to get rid of. Um, she has a lot more money than I do. <laughs> And she's had this grill for a year. After researching it, it's just like a $600 grill. Um, but it was kind of in dire straits when she gave it to me. The inside was all fucked up. And I had to replace the grates, and, and I had to replace a bunch of things and polish it up. So I ended up doing that, and it looks fantastic now. Um, everything works perfectly. And I wanted to get, um, you know, the cover that she had um, kind of had a hole in it, the old black grill cover that generic. Um, so I looked on Amazon. I found this company called, uh, the classics, uh, accessory store on Amazon. It's an Amazon choice. Um, they kind of go outside the spectrum of grill covers. Um, instead of the black drab cover that you're normally thinking they have different colors. So this was like a dual tone tan and with a dark Brown trim underneath at the bottom. Um, I just thought it was different. Um, all the uh, zero gravity chairs and 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 tables, uh, the bungee tables that I have in my backyard are all tan. Mm -hmm. That just happened to be the picture that I or that happened to be the color that I picked a couple years ago. Uh, so this would definitely match that. I'm not big on, you know, matching a lot of different things in my house or anything, but I thought that was pretty cool. This is something I haven't seen before, so. Just purchased it, had it for about a week. Works very well, water resistant. Um, it's got zippers. It's got all kinds of stuff um, that you can access the grill. It doesn't have like the Cinchon um, Velcro sides like that the basic oh. grill covers have. Yeah. Um, it's actually got clips, um, like a like a like a plastic snap clip that connects to each other. And it's got four of them that actually go around, um, go around the wheels on all. Perfectly fits around all the wheels on all sides, so it's holding the grill 
cover from the bottom up. So it's it's not just a oh one size fits all. This is a giant cover, and we're just going to put a little Velcro on one side and the other side, and hope it doesn't blow away. Like this, legitimately holds on to the wheels. Not to mention, like I said, it's got other different compartments in it, and it looks super cool. Um, it looks a hell of a lot better than just some black cover for a grill. So, yeah, the, the name of it's called the Classic Accessory Store. It's on Amazon, Amazon Choice, 21,000 4.6-star reviews. Nice. So if you're looking for a grill cover, they have all different sizes. Take some measuring tape and go out, measure your grill. Uh, the one that I, I think, purchased for mine was 28 bucks. Awesome. Uh, Corey, you got a pick? I do, and uh, Todd... Uh, yep. This one is it had you specifically in mind um, when we were up in the old uh, Oscoda or Tawas, whatever you want to call it. Uh, one of the, one of the days we were out on the river. Well, we, we were in both places. Yeah, well, they're not just so, like you just I, say I get, like a blanket I get, statement. I get it, but we were in Oscoda and we were also in Tawas several yeah, yeah. days. So, but you can call it just one. Okay, never mind. Go ahead. Tawascoda up north. Tawascoda. Iosco. No, never made I was up north. Iosco County. Iosco County. That yeah, works. I was up north. <laughs> I was up north. When so, I was north. Yeah, that that's probably more accurate. Uh, one of the days we were on the river, it uh, it absolutely downpoured on us, and I had happened to purchase a packable raincoat that fits in my dry bag and takes up very very little space. Oh yeah, I remember that. We're so proud to put that raincoat on. I've never seen anyone more proud to put a raincoat on. And I get it. You're already on the water, and, and your bathing suit's probably water. But it is comfortable yeah. when you're actually paddling along. You're not getting pelted with rain. I, I, I won't lie. I was a little bit like, fuck, I wish I had that raincoat. Yes. <laughs> so, so, so one, uh, we're not trying to interrupt you. We're excited about your review. It's a great pick. We're excited about your review. I also felt the same way. Mm-hmm. Um in the heat, I'm sure it's hot as fuck, but not that it was a huge inconvenience, but if we were to stop for uh, a period of time, it would probably be smart for all of us to have something like that. So if you yeah. could, after the show, send us that link, because I would be into purchasing one of those as well. I, 20 bucks, dude. That, oh, yeah, You've but, convinced me. But I'd like to note, for the record, how proud you were Court- to show us how awesome this raincoat was! For, first of all, of course I'm gonna be proud of it. First of all, <laughs> what me? What, what but di- we didn't shit on it. We were all like, "What's a nice raincoat?" What differs this from the ready-to-go ponchos you've had in your car in the past? Oh, do you, the, the plastic ones that yeah, um, those are insanely portable and easy. Like if you're at a Tigers game or whatever. You put it in your. You put it in a jean pocket. Any really any pocket. Yeah, you don't wear jeans, but still. <laughs> but even even in a shorts pocket. There you, you go. It fits there. So but, those are like clear plastic the, bags well, the, made to look like a poncho. And yeah, the problem is when you take it out, it's this huge poncho that you gotta sit on and readjust, and it's just it's a piece of plastic over you. This is actually an actual raincoat with like cuffs around the sleeves, a hood. With actually a weighted part in the front, so if you have the hood on, it doesn't just fly away in the wind. Uh, and it's like a it's a three quarter zip; it's not a full zip. Uh, so you, you're not having to worry about. Wait, what? It's a like a, it's a pullover. Um, I am now only three quarters excited. I was fully excited before. 
No, I dude. Tell. Now it, I'm only three quarters excited. Yeah, dude. It was it was awesome. It was black. Yeah, but but the the best part being is there's in the in the back there's a little pocket that once you're done with it, you just take it and you fold it up and it goes into a little bag about that big. You put it in its own pocket. You fold it back up into its own pocket. Okay. And when you get home, take it out, dry it out, and you're good to go again. Yeah, I will echo Bob's sentiment and say that I've never seen somebody so happy to see rain than you. You were like, <laughs> Dude, I, you were like, you were like guess what I'm going to do now? <laughs> Let the heavens spill down. Like you looked up like, yes. Now, it's not like the rest of us were like, what are we going to do now? And you were like, hold on. You just happened to like, oh, rain? I love rain. Guess what's going to oh, happen next, he, bitches? He smiled all the way to yeah, his back. I've never seen someone so happy to put on a rain. Yeah, it was, it and, was as if we were all made of sugar and, and we were just melting away. And you were like, whoa, and I'm ju- going to be alive. In just a second, we were we were justified. His actions were justified. We're, we all marveled at the rain the rain jacket he put on. I, I'm, and I, I told you guys when we were up there, I, I was just happy I got to use all the shit I bought. You did Leading say that. Up for the trip. Yeah. I literally used just about everything. You yeah. you did say, you, you told me you said. Another uh, pick of the week will be for next week. As yeah, a matter of fact. I hope, uh, yeah, I hope it snows over up here because of the <laughs> collapsible snowshoes. Yeah, that's, uh, that's ready to go snow shovel. <laughs> really came in handy. No, but you, you, you did make that statement while we were up north. You said, like, I said, well, you know, some days it's going to rain. Some days it's going to do this. Yeah. Ah, oh, damn. I, I'm so fucking happy because I. I was, I legitimately, everything I spent money on, I was able to use. Yeah, and I was. I was like, I was like yeah. oh, well, that, but doesn't that, that does make you happy, doesn't it? I mean, does that make you fucking happy that you can use the shit that you spent all this money on? You know, like, I still haven't used that fucking trolling motor that I may use tomorrow or whatever day. And I'm going to, I will fucking use it this summer. I hope so. Yeah, I will. And I will fucking zip but, around. But no, it, it is nice to know everything that, that we purchased leading up to this trip. Um, I have not only I, and I'd say seventy percent of it, not only used for the trip and other times like now like on the fifth or sixth time I'm using this shit. So I'm glad I, I purchased it. Corey, you you're in a suit and we're at a wedding. Can you take that raincoat from the river off? <laughs> nope, <laughs> staying on. But <laughs> anyways, Todd, I, I'll, I'll send you the link. But it's a, it's the Easy Run, uh, waterproof uh, windbreaker. Yeah, send it in the group if hey, you can. I will. Hey, I will. Just for the listeners, hey, I wanted them to. So send me the link so I can make fun of you, but get back on the porch, small fry. <laughs> I already, I already, we already Todd, talked about this, dude. Todd, no, Todd, this. Todd, what's your, what do you got a pick for the week? No, I do have a pick for the week, but I already did my pick of the week and nobody listened to me. So remember, Columbia, I live in the Pacific Northwest where it rains a bit. So we're prepared for that shit. And remember, Bob, you just said, Hey, I w- until I found out it was a three quarter zip, I was three quarters excited, right? <laughs> if you if you actually buy the the Columbia oh, here we Outdry go. Platinum. Wait, no, 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 no. You, no. you can't come you cannot uh rebut this with a pick that you already did. Yeah, exactly. No, no. None of this shit. Yeah, because if you already if it was already a pick, you can't hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Todd, the reason why I, I aimed at you was because I, I know you like gear, and I know you like stuff like that. I do, and, and I you, get the best. Dude, but your Columbia stuff isn't, it's not the most packable. It's, it's, dude, it's very, dude, look at it, the, out, look at the, hey, it, I, I will, I will buy Todd, your new thing if you take a look at the Columbia Men's Outdry Blitz 
jacket. Todd, Columbia is very plastic. Right, I'm going to let you guys take this offline and do a cage match. Yeah, because uh, I, mano not, a mano. I don't know how confident I am or supportive I am of all these different things that Todd is buying for Corey because it's really, it's really upsetting. Buy us some stuff, Todd. I never said you, he was buying it You for come me. to this podcast every week and you haven't bought us anything. Wait, hang on, Todd. Are you, are you buying it for me? No, no, he's not. Todd, I will not. buy you. I will pay for. No. I will do all this stuff for you, Corey. Like, no. He's getting married. The Schnozcast Studios gonna- needs support. Todd, I'm in. I've got one, one and only question. One only one question for you. Do you have a pick of the week or or not? I do. Okay, I do. It it better not be a Columbia fucking packable dry raincoat. It was gonna be damn. No, you already did that. I know, and I was gonna win, but but I actually do have to say, uh, again, I know I have a face made for radio, and if you can see me uh, glistening here, the last time we were on, (laughs) it was a bit. I'm shining, but anyway, the I I got this cool new desk <laughs> lamp, and it's made by uh, UBO Labs, the Illumina LED desk lamp. Dude, I thought it was gonna be just a simple desk lamp purchase, but it's actually pretty cool. You can change the the hue of the light. Uh, it actually has a phone charger on it. Very utilitarian. It's very sleek. You can actually change the angle. What an incredible thing! And I can't remember how much it cost, but it wasn't very expensive. It was super cheap. Does, does uh, it have an um, anti-glisten mode? <laughs> Dude, don't you see how soft the light is bouncing out uh, <laughs> I, I'm trying to shield my eyes from the glare. <laughs> no, awesome, awesome light. Uh, I'm pretty impressed with it. I, I had very low expectations. I bought it on the cheap on Amazon. I like, oh, that was the first thing I saw. I swiped it, and it's kicking ass, taking names. Yeah, that's what rich people do. So I'll also pipe that through the 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 menage Absolutely. a trois thread. Yeah. The what thread? Well, there's four of us, so I, that doesn't really apply, but send it through the, the it's, called or, it's called an orgy. <laughs> I think it's there you go. It's called the gangbang thread. Yeah, exactly. Sure. Send run, it through the thread. Run the train thread? Oh yep. okay. What? Why not? <laughs> Sounds great. But we are way past it's our time. Right we we are. And with that. That's the episode. That's 132 for in the books for the week. Please join us next week for episode 133. Uh, on behalf of Schnozcast, this is Bob saying goodbye for Nick Bader, Corey Slesky, Todd Dillon. We'll see you next week. Take care of yourselves. Bye.